This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Happy Thanksgiving and the updates brought to you by Fair and Fair. You going to get in your room? Go to your cage, tiny one. You going to go to your room? See, I feel like I'm saying that here and at home. <laughs> Got all the grandkids there. Are you going to go to your room, go to sleep? You going to go? Go lay down. Go lay down. You know, I love seeing the grandkids. Don't get me wrong. A lot of fun. Now they're all about me. Well, that's good. They're all about grandpa. Last time they were all about, you know, mommy. 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 Mom. Now they're about me. That's great. But then on the off hours when they're not about me, they're just wandering around trying to break something. Because they're bored. They're like, what can I do? What can I touch? They're not. They they, they get born bored. It's it's not like like it's, there's so much to do. It's just they, they're destructive. Well, especially at your house. You've provided lots for them, right? Yeah. So, well, no, they're not spoiled. That kind of spoiled. So anyway, um, here we go. The Israeli cabinet voted late yesterday to approve a deal to allow for the release of 50 hostages during a four-day pause in attacks on Gaza. Okay, so this is what this is all about. Just to tell you up front what it's about. This is not about getting hostages back. This is about saying that the president got a ceasefire. So everybody with their ceasefire t-shirts and their, uh, you know, from the river to the sea, exterminate the Jews t-shirts can all be happy that Biden actually did something that they wanted because they were screaming for so long. That's what that's about. Mm-hmm. Secondly, this is why um, hate them all you want. Trump is a deal maker. This would never happen under Trump. It probably wouldn't happen under DeSantis or even Nikki Haley. Yep. Okay, we're getting 50 hostages back, but Gaza, the Hamas, wants 150, and we're going to do it. Wait. Now, let's say you go buy a used car. Does that make any sense if you're a good used car dealer? Why aren't we asking for all of the hostages back? Well, they're not going to do that, first of all. But I'm just saying, this president, this administration has made the worst deals in the world. We just told you yesterday that the Biden administration okayed another $10 billion going to Iran. What are we doing? We're funding both sides. We're giving them all the power. And now, you know what Hamas is going to do with these five days that they get of a ceasefire? Oh, they're going to regroup. That's what they do. You don't understand. They want to kill us. Now, let me. this is refreshing because I thought that this was shocking to me. John Kirby, who's got an enormously long title, National Security something, uh, was at the White House press conference yesterday. And he actually said this to a reporter because I think he got, which is surprising to me, because you would think he would be like with whoever screams the loudest because that's how you get votes. And he represents the Biden administration. But he actually told the truth 
I'm shocked. Listen to this. But this word genocide is getting thrown around in a pretty inappropriate way by lots of different folks. Uh, what Hamas wants, make no mistake about it, is genocide. They want to wipe Israel off the map. They've said so publicly more than one occasion. In fact, just recently. And they've said that they're not going to stop. What happened on the 7th of October is going to happen again and again and again. And what happened on the 7th of October? Murder, slaughter of innocent people in their homes or at a music festival. That's genocidal intentions. 100% correct. Yeah. Shocking that's, that an official in the Biden administration would actually tell the truth. Wow. It's John Kirby telling the truth. Now, are the civilian casualties too high? Yes, it's a war, and it's a bad yes, war. the numbers are too high. Yes, fam- too many families are grieving. And yes, we continue to urge the Israelis to be as careful and cautious as possible. That's not going to stop from the president right on down. But Israel is not trying to wipe the Palestinian people off the map. Israel's not trying to wipe Gaza off the map. Israel's trying to defend itself against a genocidal terrorist threat. So when we're going to start, if we're going to start using that word, fine, let's use it appropriately. Now, for those of you who've been afraid to speak up around your friends and family and Thanksgiving's coming up, you know, you, they say, don't bring that up, don't bring politics up, but it's going to happen anyway. Remember that. He's absolutely 100% correct. Basically, don't agree with most of the stuff he says, but he's absolutely right. Hamas, the leader, did a broadcast in Lebanon. I keep playing this because I don't think people hear it. And he said, we're never, ever going to stop until the last Jew is dead. Here it is. Israel is a country that has no place on our land. We must remove that country because it constitutes a security, military, and political catastrophe to the Arab and Islamic nation, and it must be finished. We are not ashamed to say this with full force. We must teach Israel a lesson, and we will do this again and again. The Al-Aqsa flood is the first time, and there will be a second, a third, a fourth, because we have the determination, the resolve, and the capabilities to fight. Will we have to pay a price? Yes, and we are ready to pay it. We are called a nation of martyrs, and we are proud to sacrifice martyrs. The occupation must come to an end. Occupation where? In the Gaza Strip? No, I'm talking about all the Palestinian lands. Does that mean the annihilation of Israel? Yes, of course. On October 7th, October 10th, October 1 million, everything we do is justified. October 1 million. They're going to do it over. Kirby's right. You hear that? They're going to do it over and over again until every Jew is dead. Now, you tell that to all the people because you're going to have some, some of you are going to have your 20-year-old or 19-year-old come home for college for Thanksgiving with their Palestine support Palestine, you know, free oh, Palestinians, blah blah blah, God. free the Palestinian state. From whatever college they came home from. Yeah, they've got brainwashed, they're indoctrinated, they're gonna sit there and they're probably gonna bring it up themselves. Well, there you got some ammunition. These are barbaric animals. They're not about, you know, making deals. But yet we make the dumbest ass deals with them. It's Why incredible. Why we only ask for fifty hostages and be willing to give them hundred and fifty? That was the offer and that was a demand that we bow down to terrorists. I remember when we never negotiated with terrorists. Right. If, yeah, if whatever. And you know what? I don't care if you think I'm shilling for Trump. If Trump was in office, he would say, no, no, you give give us every one of our hostages or we pulverize you and turn you into glass. Mm -hmm. Truth. I mean, that's what it is. So write a letter to my manager. I don't give a crap. Now, here's what it's all about. This is all about Biden getting some polling numbers because he's gone down to the lowest polling numbers of his presidency. It's crazy. So yesterday, CNN host Victor Blackwell, this is CNN. You know things are going bad for Biden when CNN is asking questions like this. Uh, Victor Blackwell has Pepe Le Pew, Kareem, Jean-Claude Mellencamp. Hey, 
What about these polling numbers? Uh, what's going on? Does the White House have any basis to challenge the accuracy of that polling? I never, we never challenge, I'm not challenging the accuracy here. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying to you is that, um, you know, we're not gonna change the minds of Americans. I get that. Americans are gonna feel how they feel and we're gonna respect that. And I've said that many times from here, many times. I said that moments ago. I don't know what that answer was all about. I, I already said that. I many said it times. many times. Many Sounds times. like she's capitulating just a little bit, just a tiny Maybe if I say bit. many a lot, they'll just go well, What away. if I do the clear line again? We've been clear. The president's been clear on this, you guys. He's committed. He's laser focused. Yeah, he's been clear. He's currently being clear. He'll probably be clear. He's laser focused on his blended steak in the blender. Did I mention how laser clear our focus is? <laughs> All right. This is uh, for those of you who write me, and I had a guy last night write me saying, you're just sources. Where are your sources? All right. Here, I'm going to give you... So this is why, because I always talk about the media's lying to you, and he was refuting that. You know, the media, they, they have hundreds of staff members, and their, their sources are solid. And Where's you're your just, sources? You're just making stuff up. Okay. This is stuff that comes out of the media. This comes out of the White House, even. It's more direct. On Monday was the... Gender, uh, Transgender Day of Remembrance. Pepe Le Pew was up there again talking about it. Today on Transgender Day of Remembrance, we grieve the 26 transgender Americans who were killed this year, year after year. Okay, just stop right there. Let me read you the truth about that. I was going to say, it seems like a high number. 26 transgender and non-binary people have been violently killed in the United States is the message she's sending. According to the Trans Murder Monitoring Group. Okay. There's actually a group called that. Now, the real story. We did some digging. Oh. Discovered that on this list of 26 people who were killed, in the White House's words, uh, for being themselves, White House words, uh, a, majority, a majority of them, 21, were killed by a current or former romantic partner. Oh. <gasps> Weren't killed like by people going down the street. Saying, hey, I hate you because you're trans. Transgender, you can't be yourself. Oh. It gets better. So it's not what you think. They're not facing facing trans genocide. That's not what's happening here. It's interpersonal conflicts and sex workers also killing transgender oh. people. So uh, a lot of things come into play. It's not some guy just walking up, killing somebody. In the last decade or so, there have been convictions for any trans killings before. Real, you know, ones were, that she wants to make you think those 26 people were victims of. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case. These 26 people, for example, let me give you a couple of the uh, just come up specific examples here. One guy was killed for being themselves. Uh, part of an actual terrorist group being charged as terrorists who were trying to stop the construction of an Atlanta police training facility. He got killed after he shot at a cop. Okay. Cop well, returned fire and killed him. Well, that... But he's of, called... It has nothing to do with the person being trans. No, but, but he's in that list of the 26 killed by that uh, group that I just mentioned earlier. If you weren't trans and you did that, you'd still be dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they made it seem like it's trans. Another one is David Dre Johnson, who was killed after attacking a security guard with a fire extinguisher and a screwdriver. Okay. The security guard returned fire and killed her. Killed him. You want to know why they won't give you the real stories? Because it makes all those people seem crazy. Oh. Yeah. So then they can go, oh, see, it's a mental illness because they're all crazy. They were either killed by partners or they tried to attack police or they tried to murder somebody and... 
Here's another one. Danko Brown. This person was killed after assaulting a security guard in San Francisco. Mm. Not the security guard was, uh, I'm sorry, not that the security guard was charged because the authorities said it was clearly justified. He tried to kill the security guard. He had been caught shoplifting twice within a couple of hours and then starts attacking the security officer when he says, hey, stop, let me see what's in your bags. Then he tried to kill the security officer. Security officer fired at him and killed him. So that's another one. Not by, you know, let's see. So if they weren't killed in a domestic dispute, they were killed because they were breaking the law, got caught, and got violent. So, yeah, so I'm telling you, 21 of them were killed by lovers, and I'm telling you about the other four. Here's another one. Let's see. This one was killed uh, by fentanyl overdose. And speaking of that, where is the fentanyl overdose, accidental overdose, day of remembrance? Yeah. We had 104,000 deaths due to fentanyl not being taken on purpose, but accidentally, like my son. And these people are dead. There's 104,000 of them. There's 26 of these, but there's no fentanyl day of remembrance. Nope. And why is there fentanyl deaths so high? Because the border is wide open like a hooker's legs. <gasps> Chill. <laughs> Too much. Too much. I mean, you're not wrong, but oh, I never. <laughs> you clutching your pearls? Oh, yeah. oh. I must go home. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is this is more shocking news. President Joe Biden's border chief, this is uh, Mr. Mayorkas, the no. border is secure, has directed personnel in a, mem- in a memo that just came out this week that when you encounter individuals, not illegal aliens, not lawbreakers, not criminals, but when you encounter individuals at the border, I- I- I'm not making this up, Shake their hand and say, welcome to America. Border Patrol has been ordered by Alexandro Mayorkas to use and ask what their proper pronouns are. Stop You're it right kidding now. Me. You can see it. The, no, the memo, the PDF is online. You can go stop see it, it right no, now. Just stop no, it. No. Just stop it. I'm no. going to quote from the memo. Officers must submit to the, politi- uh, to the political claim that each person's gender is more important than the biological sex, and so must allow people to sneak across the... Uh, this is not from him. This is just what this guy is interpreting here in this opinion piece. But yeah, they have to ask what your... What your um, pronouns are and you have to refer to them and not misgender them at the border when they cross illegally what am i gonna do what, what, which do brings me to the next thing i found on the internet is what if aliens from another planet came down here and they met with Mayorkas and other people in the pentagon for the very first time how do you identify? Uh, perhaps we should start out by introducing ourselves. Uh, I'm Chief of Space Operations, General Foreman, uh, he, him. Undersecretary of State, Angus Miller, he, him. Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer, Amanda Williams, she, her. And what exactly is a Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer? It's my job to be a black woman. Well, good job then. And what is this, this he, him, she, her, of which you are all speaking? Those are our gender pronouns, so you know which gender we identify as. Uh, I appreciate that, but I am pretty good at telling the difference between the two genders. A man, man, woman. Hmm. Nailed it. That was a lucky guess, but there are way more than just two genders. Fascinating. We've been probing humans for years, and we have only discovered the two. Uh, how many uh, genders are there? 172. There's so many of them. You, there's, 
There's gender vague, there's gray gender, demi gender, oddy gender, oh. omni gender, poly gender, and about 10 different kinds of trans. And those are just the ones that my nephew has identified as in the last month. What I was. There's also bi gender, which is two genders, those genders being male and female, or a combination of all genders, including a gender, which is no gender at all. Space so interjection. Can actually simultaneously be no gender at all plus a gender. It's pretty cool, huh? The planet has no sign of intelligent life. Official recommendation, destroy. <laughs> Accurate. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, about, that's about it. <laughs> you think they're doing that? The aliens are like, oh. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, they, we thought they were doing pretty good with the rockets, but that that's enough. That's a Babylon B skit. They're <laughs> really good, man. They spent a lot of money on those productions. They're doing well. Um... So a survey shows how much uh, shoppers steal from self-checkout. Is really? That why, is that why they're going back to cashiers now? Well, no. Well, they're not going back to cashiers. Yeah. Remember they said, oh, well, if you scan it yourself, even though we're not doing the job and we're leaving it up to you, if you accidentally forget to scan your, you know, I don't know, Pepto-Bismol, sweet little old lady, we're going to come arrest you and take you to jail. Mm-hmm. Listen to this from Lending Tree. New survey of 2,000 U.S. consumers. 15% of shoppers of all ages admit they've stolen items at the self-checkout. Did nobody ever get the threat of getting their ass beat when they were a child other than me? Because I would never. It gets better. We have the generation with no morals whatsoever, no integrity, nothing. Generation Z, 31% admit to stealing stuff at the self-checkout. Whoa. Is that insane? 31%? Gen Z Z makes more sense because that's, like you said, that's the childhood, that's the generation that has no consequences. They're not expected to do anything. No, I expect you to pay. No, (laughs) we do, but I'm saying they're in a generation where they're coddled so much and they have safe spaces and nobody can say anything because they're triggered. And So I would expect that number for Gen Z to be higher. What shocks me is that the older generations are still doing it. Speaking of Gen Z and, and, you know, that generation, um, this is interesting. Comedian Michael Costa from The Daily Show. You want to explain this, Smoke? Uh, yeah. Basically, he's making fun of a lady on the internet, but the story he tells is really good. It's just kind of a funny comparison. Yeah, comparison between real problems and pesto. Okay. Call me crazy if you want, but I've never liked store-bought pesto. Wow, that's really crazy, Susie. Did you know that in 1912, former President Teddy Roosevelt was getting ready to give a speech in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and a bar owner tried to kill him and shot him in the chest? And Teddy Roosevelt, who was an avid hunter, concluded that because he wasn't coughing up blood, he was okay. So he still gave his speech to his supporters with a bullet lodged in his chest. And he started the speech by saying, friends, you may not know this, but I've been shot. It'll take more than that to kill a bull moose, referring to the party he represented. Did you know that later doctors analyzed his body and concluded that it would be safer for him to keep the bullet in his chest than to try to remove it? So for the rest of his life, he walked around with the assassination attempts bullet lodged in his body. But that's crazy. You don't like store-bought pesto. (laughs) Call me crazy if you want, but I've never liked store-bought pesto. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) The comparison of difficulties has changed, right? (laughs) Oh, for sure. And finally, do you know that uh, one in eight people don't check in with their loved ones when traveling? Really? I mean, I used to, I guess, more, but I don't know. Maybe I've just done too much. 
Yeah, they just leave, never talk to their loved ones. Uh, That's according to a new survey about the habits of 2,000 Americans who have traveled abroad within the past five years and are traveling everywhere this Thanksgiving Day. Today's a mess. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be going anywhere. I I don't understand. I mean, I do understand because I know a lot of people have to work up until today, so it's their only choice to travel today. I almost feel like it would be safer if you travel the crack of dawn Thursday morning. Yeah. You know? And just got there midday Thanksgiving, but I... No, 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 and no. International travel is up 37% uh, since 2019. Uh, that's right, right before the pandemic. And uh, domestic travel is up 17%, which when you say 17, it doesn't sound like much, but think about the millions that are traveling. What is it, 114 million? It's an enormous amount of and people. And that's oh, not yeah. just in the air. That's also on Everywhere. the roads. Roads, air, you name it, bicycle, Mm-mm. skateboard. <laughs> yeah, so if you, but by the way, if you're at OIA right now, get there early if you're not there yet. And be super careful if you are driving because people, I, I, I noticed this yesterday, just in the public's parking lot, everybody's distracted. People are looking down at their phones while they're driving their car. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about their list, what I got to do. Nobody's paying attention, so you got to be super careful. Yeah. Hope you don't get stuck at the airport. Uh-oh. Stuck in the airport at Terminal C because all the planes are delayed. Might not make it home, I'll just eat alone at the Chinese buffet. We're stuck in traffic and honking the horns, the roads are thick with snow. Hey, traveling for Thanksgiving, yeah, it really blows. Dodging and ducking my relatives, Grandma, you're in the way. Uh-oh. Mom, stop hugging me, I need turkey, oh, screw Thanksgiving Day. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. Grandma got run over at the Walmart. Looking for a deal on Black Friday. But cheap TVs make greedy people crazy. 
And I guess Grandma, she got in the way. Yeah, Black Friday is going to be here before you know it. Are you a Black Friday shopper? You don't look like one. Did it to once? Me. It was a lot of fun, actually. I didn't think it was going to be fun because of all the crowds, but I waited online, got me a really crappy TV. It, <laughs> nice. it was. I was trying to get a Vizio, but it was actually a Fizio. Oh, a Fizio, oh. and it fizzled out within the Fizio amount of time. Wow. Uh, this isn't a wizard; it's a Willard. That's right. Do you know they make special TVs? Is that a myth or is that true? No, that's I've, I've heard that too. True. It's true. Definitely mm-hmm. true. Yeah. I, I mean, I've heard that. I don't know if it's. It, I don't know the. In case you missed it, they made like the product you think you're getting is is the same product, but they make it cheaper or how a do different they, version of it. Yeah, to... it's it'll basically what you'll have is you got to look at the model number sometimes because the model number will be slightly different. It'll be like 7500N and then 7500B, even though they look like the exact same thing. You'll only get the B during these couple months, I and also... then later they go back to making the N for a regular price. The thing that I notice sometimes in stores is that it'll say, and maybe this is just my skeptic brain, but I'll say there's a television and it says uh, now eight ninety nine, yeah. and it'll say was twenty two hundred, and I'm I like, when it was that. when it was always eight ninety nine, and yeah. they just put was, and you're like, wow, what a deal! But it's really always been an eight. It's $900 television. There's no ethics anymore. So I bought this TV. I regret it so much. It's a Samsung. So I saw it, and it was it was like $1,200, but it was an 85-inch. So I was Damn. all, yeah, so I got wood, and I had to go get it. So I got it. You can't, it's, it's so blurry. Oh, really? Yeah, it's blurry. It's only about a year and a half old, and it, I'm sitting on the couch, and because it's so big, yeah. you see the blurry more. Oh. So it's really disturbing. You're see, watching the football. the bigger it is, the more detailed and HD you need it to be. Yeah, so it's it's like you're watching football, and everything's kind of like blurry. But it's also weird, if you notice with the really detailed, now that HD's a thing, and the TVs are bigger, and the 4K, you can see somebody's 5 o'clock shadow. Oh, yeah. Like, you can see a Their pimple. Pores. You could see everything. You're so behind, though. It's not HD anymore. Now, what, what is, is it, it now? It's OLED and... and Yeah, OLED's very cool, but you got to be careful because it'll burn, like, the image into your screen if you leave, like, your guide up for too long or what? something. Like the plasma? Yeah, OLED's do? more susceptible to screen burning, but I the blacks know. are the blackest blacks you can find on a screen. It looks really cool. There's some TVs for, like, four grand. Oh, they're insane. That you look at them, and it's like you might as well just step inside the picture. Be in it. It's yeah. just ridiculous. What and do they you call can roll them? them up and put them in a drawer. What's it? What's the name of those? Uh, like the the the, uh, the like liquid crystal ones. I, I don't know. Them. They had them at, at Sam's Club. It was like, oh my god. Well, now I feel like you almost don't need to go Black Friday shopping because a lot of the and you, sometimes you don't even need to wait until Cyber Monday because a lot of the people they they want to get their money so. They'll put up a sale and they'll say Black Friday deal. Like I've been shopping Black Friday deals for a week since July. <laughs> so yeah, it's right. like okay, I didn't have to wait till Friday. I didn't have to wait till Monday. But then and you spend all your money on these pre-Black Friday deals, and then the actual Black Friday deals come out. And then the Cyber Monday deals come out, and you're already out of money. No, but I feel like I I got the actual product because I had it already saved in my cart, like the real product. Oh. And then I look at it again, and it's been reduced, but it's the same product. It's not like what you were saying, like yeah. the Black Friday product. I've yeah. noticed that a little bit. Like I'm like, oh, look, this is on sale. I already bought that for more money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know what you can do? I do this every Christmas. So does my mother. She taught me this trick. So if you, like, I, I ordered a bunch of stuff already. It's all coming today. I had to turn off that Alexa Amazon because she gives everything away, that little sneaky little bitch. So you have to, <laughs> she does. The picture pops up. Delivered. Delivered. And you're like, oh, you're giving all my ca- Christmas yeah. list away. So um, what you have to do is if I say I ordered something today and it gets delivered and I find that it's been reduced by 20% on Monday, I will reorder it at 20% and I'll return the one that I have. Ooh, look at you, Jill. All right. Wow. Yeah. 
It takes effort. I can see the exhaustion in Rick's face. Already, I already, but. yeah, no, I can't. She goes, well, you can get $5 off of your return. And I go, really? I'm going to go pack this up and send it back? You do it. <laughs> hey, if you if you did that for every product and say Ooh. it was $5, $10 for every product, I mean, that's a good chunk of money to some people. After six months, I saved $100. That's a lot. Yeah, right? A gas tank full um, of gas. But the stores that are going to be open, in case you do get up at the crack of dawn and go shopping Friday morning, Walmart opens at 5, Target opens at 6. I remember... Did they stop doing Wait it where they opened the night before at midnight and you could go? This yeah. Is, this is 5 no a.m. open overnight anymore. This is 5 a.m. On, on Friday. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you meant like the day of Thanksgiving. No, no. This is on Black Friday oh, for okay. Black Friday shopping. Mm-hmm. 5 a.m. for Walmart, 6 a.m. for Target, 6 a.m. for Best Buy, which I know a lot of people are going to go to. Macy's at 6 a.m. GameStop at 5 a.m. I had no idea they opened so early. I have to go there, but I'm really? not going at 5 a.m. Um, Dick Sporting Goods. You got Lowe's open. Most of the stores start at 6 a.m. Every so, like Academy Sports. That's where my husband gets all his ammo. They open at 5 a.m. on Friday as well. Wow. So there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna be at home. Yeah, I'm I not... wouldn't dare venture out and eat. No. No, it sounds like a recipe for disaster. We went to go see my brother one Thanksgiving a couple years ago, and his, mm. and his wife, who loves doing that stuff, her and her sister like, we're getting up early tomorrow morning, we're going shopping, you want to go? And I was like, I don't do that. I also don't get up early on Thanksgiving Day to go run a 5K, so I'm just going to let you know where my values <laughs> lie right Even now. Even when I was running on a daily basis, like tons of miles, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to get up Thanksgiving Day to run a 5K. Mm-hmm. No? You're not going to be out there, Rick? No, I'm sorry. I used to wake up really early and just go for a long walk on Thanksgiving morning, so it would wake me up for the for like all the cooking I had to do and everything like that, but... Nobody wants to just do the marathon, though. Come no. on, you guys. How are you going to run off all that turkey? Well, you do... It does take a lot of effort. It does take a lot of work, and sometimes you need the family to pitch in, and this mom is doing something rather interesting. She actually has a Thanksgiving Day draft that she assigns... A into, what? Like a draft. She has like a spreadsheet, almost like a PowerPoint presentation where she assigns different individuals in the house different things. That's an illness. Okay, so this is how I do Thanksgiving so that my siblings and I don't kill each other. Basically, we give every dish a point value from one to three. A cranberry dish is a one, a turkey is a three, and we all draft what dishes we want to make. We also do this thing called Flex Kitchen, which means you basically hang out in the kitchen for an hour, and your job is to keep the kitchen clean. So unloading the dishwasher if it needs ready, loading it, helping out the people cooking, whatever it takes to keep the kitchen moving. So everyone has the same amount of work on the holiday. Whoop, whoop. I'm yeah, all right, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> I think there are such things as... Um, too many cooks in the kitchen. If there's too many mm-hmm. people going, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I'm like, just go sit down. Let me do it. You can get out. That's what you can do. I'm just floored by the, just the, I don't know what it is. It's almost like, hey, honey, want to want to go? And then, you know. I said, wait a minute. Is it on the schedule? I don't see that on the spreadsheet no. today. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I need help, I have no problem asking for it. Like my husband went and played golf for like five hours yesterday because he knew he'd be chained to the house today with me asking him to do a hundred different things. So it's like, if you need help, just go, hey, do me a favor. Can one of you empty the dishwasher? Hey, do me a favor. Can you go set the table? You know, I just feel like if you need help, just ask for it, but I wouldn't make a chart. Would you? No. What are you kidding me? When you had, let me ask you this. When you had Thanksgiving at the house, yeah, like I know you're not doing that this year, but in the past, no, we are. Well, we're doing it, yeah, when a hamburger had, joint. Okay, when you've had it at the house, did 
did you help Angie do? Like, did she say, can you make sure the backyard's clean or that the pool's clean? Or did you have to do things yeah, like that? Yeah, she'd say stuff like that. She, she said words. I don't she know would what forget she about it about. after a while. Yeah, yeah. it just didn't, you know. Once, more of a suggestion. Once we're in the day, all that stuff falls by the wayside, you know. Or were you just in charge of the dude things like emptying the trash and that kind of stuff? I do that every day. Okay. We make more trash. Two people make more trash than an entire community. Harold says that about me. He's like, there's three of us that live here and I just emptied it. What's go- Cause and you should- women people, what is it with stuffing the bag so much weight that when you pull it out, it rips? You, you can't put, open another bag? Are you incompetent? No, I, I now get another bag and I'll just set it next to the other bag. And That's I fill fine, it, yeah. but we don't even get that. I open, the, I, I open to put something in there and I go, what the hell? It's flooded over the bag. That's usually then- punishment because you didn't empty it when it needed to be empty. Well, you didn't even tell me. Look, I'm talking to you like it's Angie. Might as well be. <laughs> That's okay. You can vent to me. Get it off your chest. No, I do it to her. It's every day. It's why did you fill this thing? Look at this. Now it's going to rip on the way out to the garbage can. Y'all take a chill. You need to cool that out. And that's the double truth, Ruth. Now, there's a new trend. I don't think it's a new trend for me because I'm Italian. My father grew up like this. New hey. Yorkers, are uh, their new trend is having lasagna with Thanksgiving. My dad, I just have the lasagna. I don't need the other yeah. stuff. So my dad's how my dad grew up. My grandma Rose would always have an antipasto, and she would have a big lasagna. See, she has to do the little um, Italian thing, antipasto. Nobody that's says that. That's what it's that called. It, we call it's it antipasto. You're against that's, pasta. Yeah, it's that's not what, anti. That's what re- not. regular people call it antipasto. No, regular people call it a charcuterie. Oh, that's, that no, that's people in Baldwin Park. I don't call it charcuterie. I call it an antipasto. You made a snack that's tray. Let's all go to the expensive piece of wood and pick some... Fiddles off of it. Fiddles. <laughs> so yeah, he had a lasagna, but and then the turkey and stuff came after. So New Yorkers oh, are now doing that. How could you eat lasagna and then after that a couple of what an hour? Yeah, I mean you do it in rounds. When you're Italian, you lasagna goes with everything. Oh, just like your oh. your Cuban doesn't like rice and butter and all that go with everything. Yes, rice and butter. That's what it's all we eat. Butter. You know, I go to the rice and butter store here in. Uh, Did you say the your land. family members that just eat rice and butter? That's one person. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the real Cubans that just came here. They're they're like they all they eat is rice and beans. That's See, it. What I tell you. So are you having rice and beans for Thanksgiving? No, not having rice and beans. I tell you, we're going to a burger joint with a bar. And you're having alcohol for, what are you going to have, white Russians and cheeseburgers? No, uh, Cosmos and cheeseburgers. Okay, that sounds super sounds fancy. Sounds like a name for a new restaurant, Cosmos, Cosmos and, and cheeseburgers. cheeseburgers. I'll bet you, that would, that's an excellent idea because girls would go there to have drinks because of the Cosmos. Dudes would go there for burgers. It's almost like a dating joint. Or yeah. the women would go for the burgers and the men would go for the Cosmos. In Rick's case, yes. Yep. Um, in other news, Ozempic is ruining Thanksgiving. Do you hear about this? No. Well, there's this one lady that she's on Ozempic, and if you don't know what Ozempic is by now, it is a uh, type 2 diabetes prescription used to lower your blood sugar, yeah. but one of the side effects is that you lose a lot of weight. And you poop a lot, like you uncontrollably, that right? That was one of the weird side effects. A lot of people I've talked to never experienced that, but really? some people have. Honey, I've lost 20 pounds. Oops, just crapped on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So this one mom says she's cooking this whole dinner. The turkey, the size, she's making all this food, spending all day doing it, and she can only eat about this much because what a Zempic does is kind of kills your um, appetite, and you don't want to eat. Thanksgiving will never be the same when your entire family is on Ozempic. 
because Ozempic is clinically proven to lower your craving for food. I used to make a 25-pound turkey, but now that everyone is goofed out on weight loss drugs, this Cornish game hen feeds 12. <laughs> Seconds, anyone? Mm. Yeah, didn't think so. Ozempic will fix your family's desire for all the fixings, so no one will stuff themselves with stuffing or anything else for that matter. Last year, I baked seven pies. Seven! Now I just give everybody one Tic Tac. Best of all, Ozempic works on all cravings, even alcohol. We went through an eighth of a bottle of white Zinfandel. No political arguments at the table, and now everyone's on the couch, awake. This Thanksgiving, when your grocery bill is tiny, you'll be thankful for Big Pharma and Ozempic. Crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, here we go. So this uh, female has been dubbed the female Terminator. She got loose in an airport in Chile. She was naked. She's got a lot of uh, a lot of energy, though. In the video naked. captured by a witness at the Arturo Berrino Rodriguez International Airport in Santiago, Chile, the woman who has not been named, is seen running around the airport naked, attacking a passerby, allegedly slapping a cop in the face. Whoa. The footage also appears to show the woman yelling at people before slamming someone to the floor. At one point, she appeared to put a guy in a headlock before he pushes her away. The woman, who was eventually restrained by cops, tested positive for just about every drug and alcohol. You don't say. Mm. Wash day tomorrow. Nothing clean, right? <laughs> Nothing clean, right. All right. This is this needs some... some <laughs> Intense music. Uh-oh. Oh. Doctors in Missouri. Oh, no. Are mystified. Oh. So the 63-year-old man goes in there to, you know, routine colonoscopy. Uh-huh. When the doctors put the camera inside of him. Oh, no. They found a fully intact fly <gasps> in his intestines. Oh. The theory is that the fly ended up there after the man possibly ate some contaminated lettuce with larvae on it. Oh! And somehow the larvae uh, survived the stomach acids Ow. and gave birth to a fly. No! Oh, it had a baby it. inside of him. Yeah, don't you see your 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 crush there in the, in the movie? The oh fly? yeah, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. I think yeah. he's better looking now though than he was in the fly. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the doctors say it's it's miraculous. How could this have happened? But uh, it's a good reminder now that we're going into the cooking day tomorrow that you clean your vegetables and fruits before you, you know, pop them in your mouth because it could be a fly. Do you want to know something? What? Can I, can I do a little true confessions? You eat, you love eating flies? No, my husband always gets on to me because for as clean as I am and meticulous I am about the house and everything like that, I rarely wash my fruits and vegetables. I have <gasps> to like focus on to do it. Like I'll go to cut something mm. and he'll be like, do you wash that? I'm like, oh, yeah, I gotta wash it. Yeah, Jill, you're gonna have a fly growing inside you. My mother in law, like, I'll sit there if I have a container of tomatoes and the little cherry tomatoes, and I'll go to pop the tomatoes, and she yells something at me in Spanish and takes them and goes and washes them and brings them back to me. All right, so Taco Bell in Los Angeles, uh, her former employer, the manager decided to throw a Christmas party, and Alana Beckhume was invited. She had to bring some uh, side dishes. Of course, they had a lot of food around. Taco Bell? Yeah, it's a Taco Bell. So the manager side dish there. I feel like they, you know, serve up some quesadillas. Okay. So uh, yeah, the manager uh, taped paper up on all the windows so you couldn't see inside. He shut off all the security cameras, unplugged them. Whoa! And the party started. 
Uh, Alana got there with what she was asked to bring, a little guacamole thing in a bowl. When she got the restaurant, the party was being held. She saw that the windows and everything he had taped up and wrapped paper around everything, including- what kind of weird party is this? Yeah. When she got in there, there was plenty of alcohol served. Beckham claims that many were Overserved, and eventually she allegedly saw a co-worker and his wife having sex right there in front of everybody on top of one of the tables inside the Taco Bell. Oh. In addition, that wife of the husband that's having the sex with her on top of the table was having his own taco filled by kissing other female managers. Whoa. And another woman was kissing the female manager that was kissing him while he was having sex with his wife on top of the table. Yo quiero taco bell. She didn't call the police, though. She called Taco Bell Incorporated. Taco Bell Incorporated said, well, you know. It's it's how our parties go. We don't condone this, but it's a franchise. We really can't tell them what to do. That's the crazy one, but whatever. The the corporate uh, headquarters uh, representative says the, well, she says the company simply transferred her to another store and she eventually quit. She's now seeking compensation for actual consequence. Oh, oh, by the way, wait a minute. She lost the capacity to enjoy life? No, she lost the capacity to to live moss. To enjoy her guacamole (laughs) bowl. She went in to get a guacamole bowl and two other managers, as soon as she walked up, just as she's walking a puke into the guacamole bowl. <laughs> That's like a frat party. That's oh. Animal House right there. Taco Bell Shut style. Shut it down. Forget it. She says now she's seeking compensation for actual consequential and incidental financial losses. So screw off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awful. I don't feel bad for it all. Well, apparently they, t- they tried to threaten her by breaking her car window saying you better shut up about our yeah. weird taco orgy. Yeah. I Weren't felt they doing bad for- it right there in the drive-thru window? Yeah, they, well, it was debauchery. and. But then you got to serve food away. in it the next day. You know, you walk in there. Serving something. You see what's going on. You don't like it. Just Turn leave. around and walk out. No, no, she walked in, put the guacamole bowl down, this made sure not- she got a good look at what was going on, ah. and then calls corporate. That reminds me of some people that we, we ah. del- deal with here. Dude, I Never. woke up the next day, and there was just guacamole all over my <laughs> It's like American Pie, but not. Yo quiero Taco Bell. All right, so um, what is this? Passengers were shocked and revulsed after their in-flight menu appeared to offer dog food as one of the dinner options. It's gourmet dog food. Get it right. Uh, Facebook posts uh, currently blown up online saying, what is it? Question mark. Uh, this is according to the post, which was uh, shared on X and Reddit. The passenger reportedly seated in the business class aboard the carrier uh, to an unclosed destination fessed up and said that's what's going on. Their flight and likely stomach took a turn for the worse after they spotted an unorthodox item on their menu. I'd like to know what it is. Does it say here? Oh, yeah. Imported dog food. Flavors include vanilla, shrimp, smoked pepper beef. Also attaches allegedly a photo of a of the dish, of the actual dog food, which right. appear to be in slices, cured meat and pate. There are those among us with very simple tastes. They only want the best. And for them, there's Fancy Feast Gourmet Cat Food. Exceptionally moist and delicious. Fancy Feast. Good taste is easy to recognize. This was a gross misunderstanding? 
Definitely most, gross. <laughs> most likely the translation went wrong, theorized one Redditor, besides uh, how bad could dog food be? But it, does anybody... They actually see? serve dog food, but they're trying to say, oh no, the translate, it just, you know, lost in translation. But they, it, a lot of people, the comments were really funny because people were like, well, if you're in coach, do you just get like the dry stuff? Or yeah, you get the little <laughs> salty... The kibble. Garbage, <laughs> dry food. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. And I'd like to welcome you aboard JetPoge Airlines. Our in-flight meal for our first-class passengers will be served shortly. It includes a delicious beef kibble with a milk bone reduction. Also, a mouth-watering kibble's a poire. So succulent, so decadent. We're also proud to offer a filet of bacon strips with an Alpo Ramolade. So tasty, so fancy. We know you have a choice which airline you eat dog food on. And we are glad you chose JetPoge, yes, no? Kill and smokestack. Dad's getting drunk on Thanksgiving is a holiday tradition. On 105.9 Sunny FM, Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. It's almost here. I got a stomach virus. I know. Right before Thanksgiving, so what am I going to do? I don't know. You're not eating Thanksgiving food anyway. What do you care? That's true. Aren't you going to a burger joint? Yes, we are, to a bar. There you go. Just just drink. Alcohol kills germs. You're fine. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so here we go. So, um, for once, somebody, an official in the Biden administration, spoke the truth yesterday. This is mind-boggling. I'm happy about it, but at the same time, it's shocking. John Kirby, the national security thing of the thing of the thing, you know the thing. Uh Uh-huh who, um, you know, before has lied to us many times, uh, came out yesterday. I guess he's had it himself. I guess it's, I guess at some point this guy does have a conscience because most of them don't. I guess it got to him, and he's like seeing all these protests at these universities, you know, from the river to the sea, mm-hmm. basically calling for the extermination of Jews, the elimination of Jewish people from the earth and the state of Israel. And, you know, and he's got people in the press room right there in the White House asking stupid questions, you know. So um, he had it, and he said this. Listen to this. is shocking. Okay, that's shocking. There we go. But this word genocide is getting thrown around in a pretty inappropriate way by lots of different folks. Uh, what Hamas wants, make no mistake about it, is genocide. They want to wipe Israel off the map. They've said so publicly more than one occasion. In fact, just recently. And they've said that they're not going to stop. What happened on the 7th of October is going to happen again and again and again. And what happened on the 7th of October? Murder, slaughter of innocent people in their homes or at a music festival. That's genocidal intentions. It's amazing. And then, of course, one of the reporters said, yeah, but a lot of civilians are getting killed too, huh? Yes, the numbers are too high. Yes, too many families are grieving. And yes, we continue to urge the Israelis to be as careful and cautious as possible. That's not going to stop from the president right on down. But Israel is not trying to wipe the Palestinian people off the map. Israel's not trying to wipe Gaza off the map. Israel's trying to defend itself against a genocidal terrorist threat. So when we're going to start, if we're going to start using that word, fine, let's use it appropriately. Yeah, I mean, because that Hamas, their goal is, I'm not going to play the broadcast, but in Lebanese television, the leader of Hamas said, no, we want every Jew dead, and we want the state of Israel gone, uh-huh. and we'll do it over and over and over. And over. He even said October 7th, 8th, October millionth, I don't know what that meant, but uh, we're going to keep doing it. So Kirby's correct. Yep. Congratulations. Finally got the truth out from one of those people that works with Biden. 
crazy. Maybe he's retiring. I don't know what led to that. The Pentagon confirmed yesterday that several U.S. service members were injured in Iraq. Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Pat Ryder said in a statement that a ballistic missile was launched at the Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq where U.S. and coalition forces were located. I think we need a little bush here. How about that? Oh, the... You. Well, well... Uh, you you have to uh, make sure that the terrorists like Mahmoud Abbas or Mabu al Hadin al-Zarqawi are being taken care of. All right, thank you. Let's go with the, uh, is this the general talking? Uh, no, this is, uh, what's her face? I think her name's towards the bottom there. Um, oh, Cindy Pentagon, uh, Deputy Pentagon Press Secretary Sabrina. Sabrina, yes. Thank I you. can confirm an attack last night by Iran-backed militias using a close-range ballistic missile against U.S. and coalition forces at Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq which resulted in several non-serious injuries and some minor damage to infrastructure. Immediately following the attack, a U.S. military AC-130 aircraft in the area conducted a self-defense strike against an Iranian-backed militia vehicle and a number of Iranian-backed militia personnel involved in this attack. All right, yesterday was, uh, was it yesterday, Biden's birthday? He was 81? Two days ago. Two days ago. Uh, I didn't look at the pictures because I'm really, frankly, not interested, but I looked at the picture and I'm glad I did. Yeah. His cake looked like a bonfire. Because it had so many candles. (laughs) That was a a bad idea, wasn't it? To put that picture out? Yeah, I would just do the number eight and the number one. Why would you put 81 candles? Because there's like 86% of Americans that are concerned about his age. There's 59% of Americans definitely won't vote for him because of his age. And here they put a picture up where his cake is on fire. They have put a fire extinguisher out. You should play that comedian again about his birthday. I will. The, the, the cake is a perfect depiction. It's almost a metaphor for America. You've got Joe Biden, who's <laughs> barely holding on. You've got America engulfed in flames. And you've got him kind of smirking at the rest of us. Uh, so I thought that that was kind of ironic. And what Dana's saying is, you know, the, the image that they send out is so important. And that was a real mistake. Yeah, uh, let me play you the uh, yesterday's, what was it, the... It's called uh, Biden Birthday Funny, I think. Here we go, here we go. But the interesting thing oh, no, to, to what... Hold birthday Biden Funny, uh, number six, here we go. Happy birthday to the Commander-in-Chief. Wow, turning 81 years old today and running a country. My God. Happy birthday, man. You don't look a day over. Please f***ing retire already. <laughs> Please, for the love of... Do you know where you are? Do you know... What year is it? No, don't Google it. What year is it? It's my favorite game to play with with Congress. It's like, is it Congress or is it hospice? You know, I can't, can't, can't tell. Whenever I make that joke, people always go, this is ageist. This is ageist. It's like you wouldn't trust your 81-year-old grandparent to do f***ing anything. They can't, they can't turn on the TV and you want a mother in charge running the country. Joe has reached the age where, uh, it's what I call the whisper age, where everything's just a whisper. Because the voice has been around for 81 years. It's going to go out. I'm looking forward to his uh, debates that he's going to have to do with other old people. That'll be fun. I don't even think those guys will be up there debating uh, political issues. I think they're going to be debating what should be served for dinner. You know, is it mac and cheese again or should we do potato salad? I think it'll be them just debating if Depends really does work. Does it absorb all of the feces? Oh, or can you pee all day in the Depends? Or? 81 years. You know the, the number one hit song that came out when Joe Biden was born? It was just Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> Morse good. code. I mean, all right. 
The left is losing their mind. If you ever had any doubt that the media is on one side and doesn't ever, ever give any uh, credit to the other side, you know, of the island. Well, here it is. This is Joe Scarborough. This guy, this guy. He's at, what's amazing to me is he's making millions of dollars and you watch him on TV and you'll hear what he's going to say in just a second. And it's it's really, it, it, it makes me crazy to see that this person and has been on the MSNBC, is it MSNBC? Been there forever, making all this money, lying to you all day. And then at this point, he's lost his mind. They're panicking because yesterday, Trump's numbers went up again against mm. Biden all oh, over the country. Scramble, what do we do? Yes, but listen to this. Now they're Now they're really reaching for stuff that is... It's 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 deranged. Joe Scarborough, here we go. He is running to end American democracy as we know it. He's an authoritarian who a, a court uh, in, in Colorado two days ago ruled that that he led an insurrection against the United States. That is a lie that never happened. The court in Colorado uh, actually allowed Trump on the ballot. And uh, he, he, there's no truth to what he just said. That was an out and out lie. But go ahead. Government. He's charged with leading schemes to help overthrow the United States government. He is not charged with schemes to overthrow the United States government. That's another lie. But let's get to the crux of his argument. People go, oh, you can't compare him to past Nazi leaders. You can't compare him to this past Nazi leader or that past fascist leader because he hasn't done that. Well, what hasn't he done? He hasn't done the things that the American judicial system did not allow him to do last time, but may very well allow him to do this time, or a judicial system that will be ignored by Donald Trump. And if he is voted into office, then a lot of these people that are talking about literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying, you're going to look like idiots uh, because he will do he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. So Trump is going to execute people. (laughs) Wow. What? You heard him. If we elect Trump, he's going to start executing people. And because imprisoning people, because, you know, Joe Biden doesn't imprison anybody. Yeah, because he's a dictator. Yeah, we didn't imprison anybody January 6th. No political prisoners there. What are you looking at? Oh, my God. Okay, it gets better. Then we have a guy, Dean Phillips. He's another a-hole. Representative Dean Phillips. He's another one that's going nuts. He just can't, can't deal with it. Who all believe we need change and who all who recognize the polls are saying that President Biden is going to lose to Donald Trump, enter the race just like I did. The water is warm. Vice President Harris, anybody, uh, uh, Governor Whitmer, Governor Pritzker, Governor Newsom, all the people who are kind of circling like vultures right now, right? Join the race. That's what you do in democracy. And most of all, I can tell you having gone through the nonsense and the misery of actually simply doing what you do in democracy, it's actually joyful. It's amazing. And the country needs us now, not in 2028, because if Donald Trump wins, Abby, there will not be a 2028. So first, Trump's going to execute people. Then the world is going to end. All of you, you are going to die. Holy crap. I'm getting scared. I better vote for Biden. 
And then uh, yesterday we had Daniel, uh, Daniel Goldman. Unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Oh, okay. So, oh, oh. They are so minute. desperate and dramatic. So we got to kill him before he starts executing other people mm. and before the world ends in 2028. Man! I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that. I mean, that is Hitler-like language. Echoes Hitler. Echoes the language of Adolf Hitler. Oh. Echoing the hateful rhetoric. Yeah, that's See, Donald got Trump. Their script that morning. When he said that the uh, that uh, you know all these people in Congress are a bunch of vermin, they got all upset and called him Hitler. You don't pull the Hitler card out till the very end, but they blew it. Now, now what are they going to do? Yeah, they're going to go to executions. The world's right. going to end. And then what? The universe is going to collapse? I don't know. Black hole of Trump is going to suck every planet into a black hole, and they're all going to have MAGA hats on them? Oh, yeah. The planets? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Holy crap, man. All right, DeSantis did a town hall on Newsmax, and... Um, yeah, how come I didn't know about this? What, I, what, this came out of nowhere. I didn't either. Um, but uh, yeah, it went pretty well. I mean, you know, it's Newsmax. They uh, Obviously, it's friendly territory for DeSantis. But... Uh, he was asked about the media and how they're per- trying to portray him. It, look, look, it doesn't matter who's running for president in the Republican side. It doesn't matter. It could be Sister Teresa. To the Democrats, they're going to end the world. They're going to execute everyone when they get in office, and they're going to destroy democracy. doesn't matter who it is. It could be Jill. It could be Jesus Christ. Mother Teresa, uh, Bob, you're the guy that takes care of your car at the, u- at the gas station. Not Bob. Bob, yeah. Ron DeSantis is our greatest threat to democracy. I made the point about DeSantis that I think he's functionally authoritarian. It's a lot of freedoms under siege. Ron DeSantis is worse than Donald Trump. Think about that. What? So everybody that's on the Republican side is a threat to democracy, but the people that arrested hundreds, if not thousands of people that they just saw in a picture near the White House, I mean near the Capitol building, were kept as political prisoners in confinement, solitary confinement for months without any representation or being charged with anything. But no, democracy ends with a Republican, not with a Democrat. Isn't that funny how people do that? It, it's always like, yeah, get them when it's not my team. And then as soon as it's my team, now I don't want this. <laughs> and it's, you know, the, the sad part is there's still people that are so brainwashed that they'll believe anything you tell them as long as it's got mm-hmm. a D in front of it. Exactly. Whatever my party says, that's the way it is. That nobody can think on their own. If it's got an R in front of it, bad. D in front of it, good. I mean, I, and, and it, the same goes for the other side. I mean, you should open yeah. your eyes and do your own research. And Yeah, people get super... But, I mean, that's kind of part of, like, the internet and stuff nowadays. Now you can kind of cater your whole experience to what you want your worldview to be. Yeah, they feed you more of the same. Yeah, exactly. Like, when you click on certain things on Facebook or Instagram or Amazon, whatever, they show you more of the same stuff. Yeah, you can create your own bubble for sure. Here's something to maybe change your mind. No, they always show you the same thing. So it's you don't really have, like, a mainstream anymore. Everybody's in their own little box. And they're all the same. Republicans and Democrats, all the same. The only difference is Democrats are great marketers. Listen to them. Aggressive marketing. That's what that is. Oh, he's going to kill you. He's going to execute people. The world's going to end. Republicans are like, vote for I guy because, you know, he does good stuff. I mean, we have, they're, they're, first, they're idiots, Republicans, because they, they don't even recognize that they're losing in every aspect. Who said that? Ramaswamy. Yeah. Losers. And then on the other side, we got people that are highly aggressive, that are stupid, but they're highly aggressive. Highly aggressive and really good at marketing. 
and they do it with fear and they instill fear in you and democracy in the world and they're going to execute you. But you have to, I have to go back to Michael Rappaport who hates Trump with a passion. He seethes when he talks about Trump and he even said that he's probably going to vote for Trump because he can't take the country the way it is anymore. When that guy's had it with the Democrat Party and progressives and says, you know what? I think voting for Trump's back on the table. I might got to vote for Trump. I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah. And more Democrats, like you said, Bill Maher. Bill Maher was like a, a normal Democrat, not a super far left Democrat. Now he seems almost a little conservative compared to his own party because he's even turned and looked at his own party and been like, y'all crazy. Y'all need Jesus. Yeah, he didn't change books. <laughs> you just moved the book ends. And now he's at a different end of the bookshelf. Right. But I love when Ramaswamy went after the uh, the media. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Christian, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Ooh. Answer the question. Go. Whoa. Mr. Ramaswamy. Burn. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Our time is up. Governor Governor Christie. Let's talk to the fat guy with a donut in his mouth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's go to him. Jeez, it's unreal, right? (sighs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's the part. Democracy's going to end if you vote for Trump, but we're going to keep everything from you like the Hunter Biden laptop. Mm. We're going to make sure social media doesn't tell you what's really going on. Then the FBI works for us now. We're going to get them to lie to you. Mm. And then we're going to sick the FBI against parents who go to school board meetings, which are, they don't want their kids learning about, you know, being girls and boys in their choice. Yeah, there we go. All right, sleeping is racist. Did you know that? No. So what, I think when? we're making... Cons- sleeping is racist. Where's my jingle? Can't do it without this. Everything is racist. Everything's because of white supremacy. Everything is racist. racist. And you're a Nazi. 2005 researchers at University of California, San Diego, began an experiment that would f- last about five years. One by one, they brought 164 studi, a studi, studi, 64 uh, study participants to a sleep lab at UC San Diego Medical Center, a room with a sweeping view of the city and the surrounding valley. Ah. Their participants underwent polysimonograph? Seismograph. Polyseismograph? No, polysimonography. Simonography. The most comprehensive sleep study known to date. The machine is an octopus of a medical device. It has scalp sensors, records brainwave patterns, eye trackers, assesses rapid eye movements, Mm. breathing sensors that are placed on the nose, mouth, and around the chest, a blood oxygen sensor for the fingers, and sensors on the legs to track movement. The machine produces a chart resembling a cross between a musical composition and a seismograph. That traces the brain and body minute by minute through the night to assess your sleeping quality. And they found that sleeping is racist. And here's the leader of the study. Considerable progress in bringing inflation down. Oh, that's down. not her. No, that's no. She's, 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 asleep. She needs she's a asleep all this time. Here's the lady. Let's talk about the sleep gap. Did you know that black Americans do not sleep as well as white Americans do? 
The Centre for Disease Control and Prevention conducted and published research in 2020 on sleep in the US. The results showed that 43.5% of black or African Americans had trouble sleeping compared with 30.7% of white respondents. Black and Latinx people in the US spend 15% of their night in deep sleep, which is the most restorative and regenerative phase of sleep, compared to 20% of white Americans. Poor sleep is a public health problem. Whether it's because of historical stress, maltreatment or health inequities, black Americans do not sleep enough. I'm already bored. So, so okay, because because three centuries, two centuries yeah. ago, there were some slaves, uh-huh. a, a, a practice that began with actual white people when they were enslaved or mm. enslaved other white people uh-huh. and black people and enslaved white people and white people and enslaved mm. black people and enslaved... Uh-huh. Y- Take us to church, Rick. That, out. Now they can't Come sleep. Out. Y'all take a chill. You need to cool that out. And that's the double truth, Ruth. Yeah, just like take a melatonin, you'll be fine. <laughs> now now the new group is called BSM, Black Sleep Matters. Uh, yeah, they're marching right now. Can't they're, handle anymore. There they go. They're crying out loud. By the way, a lot of reason people are not getting enough sleep is because you know the average Amer- American is spending three uh, 300 hours a year cleaning? 300 hours a year. I feel like it's 600 more. for Jill. I feel like <laughs> more. <laughs> yeah, uh, whether you uh, like it or despise it, uh, that's the time you're spending a new survey. 2,000 U.S. adults looks into their cleaning habits and finds that the average person spends more than five hours a week or close to 300 hours cleaning their home. I could vouch for that. Five hours a week, yes, for sure. Well, close to it, yeah. What is the most time-consuming of your cleaning routine there, Jill? Well, my house isn't very big, so the cleaning doesn't take a very long time. Uh, the thing that Where takes the shower. No, well, bathrooms eh, you can get through those fairly quickly, depending on how dirty it is. But like for me, it's dishwasher, laundry, things that have a, more than one step. You got to do it. You got to switch it. You got to put it away. That's a pain in the ass. I don't like that. Have you ever considered living like a slob? No, I can't. No? That will make you me sure? twitch. Jill, it's it can be nice. No, I can't do it. I'll twitch. <laughs> I, it's like I have a, dis- a disorder against dust and dirt. And things not being in their well, proper place. Here's what you're missing. 26% have even missed out on events like going out for drinks with friends to clean. 39% uh, spent miss out spending time with family. 35% uh, miss children's sporting events and games and recitals. That's just because they're using it as an excuse to not want to go hang out with those people. They're like, I would love to go to your kid's recital, but I gotta do the garage and the bathtub's been begging for a clean-in, but I'll catch you next time. And during the holiday, 78% say they clean even more often, especially if they're hosting the guests you that do. are- You do. You do. You know what I stopped doing <laughs> is the floor, because the floor is gonna get a mess. So I'll, I like, I'll turn on Rosita and she'll go get all the crumbs and stuff, but other than that, I'm not mopping because I'll mop after. Yeah, I I have to mop like and clean around the robot vacuum. Mine does more damage than good. He's like, "Whoa, you want me to pull this down? <laughs> you want me to snare this rug?" <laughs> like, you know what? You're you're hurting more than you're helping. You see the room by the catches the cat's tail. I know. Oh, oh yeah. I'm just great... glad I don't have any dog poop to smear. Oh, My yeah. cat runs up and hits the button and turns it off as if it's an annoyance to him. Oh, well, probably like, is. I don't. You're bothering me. I'm trying to sleep. You can turn back on later. I like the ones that get on top of it and go for a ride. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> ride. <laughs> All right. Every week we take a sideways look at politics. So we go to Mar-a-Lago right now with former president of the United States, Donald Trump. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Stacy, Jill, Smoke Crack. Can I say how crazy it is that it's already Thanksgiving tomorrow? It's so hard to believe that Halloween was 10 pounds ago. 
I can't wait for the smells. Mm. The beautiful smells of dinner and dessert. I swear, Crooked Joe's nose must be on hyperdrive on Thanksgiving. Believe me. Uh, real quick, before we ask about your holiday plans, we saw that you attended your sister's private funeral on Friday with your family. According to reports, it was her wish that you did not speak at her funeral, and you didn't. Do you know why she didn't want you to speak, sir? Well, I think she knew that I'd probably be giving uh, the speech, uh, still giving the speech right now, I, and I have a campaign to run, so I'm long-winded. I'm long-winded. What can I say? But in all seriousness, I really don't know why. And I had a, a really beautiful eulogy all ready to go. If you want, I can give you a little taste of it. Would you like to hear it? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Here, here it is. Uh, uh, wait a minute. No, I had it for a minute. Okay, here it is. Thank you for coming. It's just so nice to see all the amazing people who are here today and my daughter, Tiffany. <laughs> and for those of you who might not know, my sister, Marianne Trump Barry, was a wonderful, virtuous woman and was not actually the wife of the crackhead mayor of Washington, Marianne Barry. And that's just a little bit of it. Uh-huh. I can't imagine why she didn't want me doing that speech. Huh. Well, I might have an idea. Uh, but moving on, Governor Ron DeSantis says Republicans nominating you in 2024 is high risk with a low reward. Oh, yeah. Well, with him, it's high heels with no reward. <laughs> <laughs> Any comments on DeSantis, sir? I love it. The governor of Munchkinland coming after me with the insults. Look, I don't want to say this guy is short, but his Secret Service code name is Little Italy. <laughs> I will tell you, DeSantis is just not very bright, okay? He really isn't. In fact, I heard one reporter say that his elevator shoes, do not they don't go all the way to the top floor. Oh, boy. Well, over the weekend, you paid a visit to our southern border down in Texas, and Governor Greg Abbott endorsed you for president. How's the border looking when you went down there? How's it looking? If you're asking me if Biden has made the border a disaster, I say, do they use a forklift to pick up King Kong's duty? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to say it was a disaster, Stacy, but when I get back, my seat back to, into my limo, I, uh, I screwed that joke up. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but when I went to get back into my limo, I couldn't because there were five elderly Mexican women selling live chickens in the back seat. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, to give you an idea how crazy it was, all the illegal immigrants, at one point, one of them shaved off my eyebrows and drew them back on with a sharp. No. Finally, sir, uh, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Are you going to have a big get-together with the uh, with the family? Unfortunately, I probably will be. Don't get me wrong. I love most of my kids to varying <laughs> degrees, and it will be very nice to sit down with them before I have to pin these investigation charges on some of them. Wow, that's that's horrible. What? I'm sure Crooked Joe will make Hunter his fall guy, too. Speaking of Hunter, I heard that this year at the Biden Thanksgiving, Hunter's going to be in charge of Grace. Really? Well, not the prayer. Grace, the professional escort he hired to bring us his day. Uh. The Sunny Update. <laughs> Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. Do you ever meet somebody for the first time and they're like overly nice to you and you can't tell if they're being real or fake, but you have a, an inkling that they're just being fake nice? Yeah, a lot of a lot of work. Well, I look at my face, I think, how can anybody be nice to me right off the bat? So that <laughs> that pretty much sets it there. And then You're I know they're being phonies. After that. <laughs> so apparently if they're using these phrases, they're being fake nice. You ready? Oh boy, we have to have okay. Uh no offense. Oh, but that means you're gonna offend me. Right. Um, that's an interesting idea. 
I'm going to get a lot of that this tomorrow. Yeah, well, well, we get that at work sometimes. You know, we'll come up with something. They'll be like, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Means you hate my idea. Or, or, or that's good, but let's stay focused. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was focused. Yeah, I can be very unfocused if you'd like. Let's stay focused on what I think. Um, I don't mean to be rude, but followed by something rude. Right. That happened. I. That's like the backhanded compliment. Mm. Um. You've done very well for yourself, considering. <laughs> yeah. I got that all the time considering when I got. Considering I'm an idiot, what are you trying to say? No, when I got in radio, when when I started becoming successful in this business, got that all the time. Really? Do you remember when you first got in radio? You do what? What is it? Is that a real like what else? But like, what are you really doing? Oh yeah, yeah. What's your <laughs> what is your real career? You have a hobby, but like that's what's your job? Um, you're actually quite smart. Whoa! I would expect you to be a big dummy, but uh, look at you. <laughs> Um, it's so nice to see you doing something. Because <laughs> normally you just kind of sit there and do nothing. <laughs> uh, you can always find something to laugh about, can't you? Oh, God. Great. Yeah, your face. No. Uh, I wish I was as laid back as you. In other words, you're a lazy piece of crap. Mm-hmm. I get that a lot. I don't like that. Really? Yeah, you're so laid back. And I'm like, if only you could hear inside my head. <laughs> um, I get stuff like this. You're brave for wearing that. So What does that mean? Last week at our company potluck, he's probably listening and I'm going to call him out. It was really funny. Dylan was, comes up to me and I had on like a white... <laughs> do you, were you standing there, Smoke? I heard. Okay. So I had on this white... I don't even remember. I had on a white like linen button down with white flowy pants. And he comes over and he's like, look at this. Look at this that you're wearing. And, that's all, and I was like, I thought a compliment was following it. Mm-hmm. So I was like getting ready to say thank you, but then I wasn't sure where he was going with the, what he was saying. He's like, you look so comfortable. <laughs> well, I specialize in that too. And he's like, like I, I, and then he looks at Jen, who's a girl that works here that had on jeans. And he goes, like, see, I couldn't, I go out and stuff like that, jeans, but I could never go out in what you have on. Jeez. I go, <laughs> I, go I do go out in this. And some one of my best friends was standing across from him and was like, dude, do you want a shovel to like keep digging the hole? Or like, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> and I was like, no, I go out. I came to work in this. I know I'm normally in my pajamas, but this is... He's like, no, no, I'm just... No, it's very you. It's very comfortable. He just... Oh, now he <laughs> called your clothes crap and now you're crap. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to say, but you, you look like you care. I mean, well, not, not to say that you normally don't. I... Well... Yeah. I love those. I, I'm usually the guy in that situation, so it's funny to kind of stand outside and go, yeah. is that what people think? And I do dress a little different, but I have people that will come up to me and go, you you dress so interesting. It's so you. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Sometimes I, I want to go, thank you. What you wear is weird, and you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is bless your heart, and we all know what that really means. Yeah. Yeah, you use that one a lot, Jill. I do. I say bless. I had someone call me out on it yesterday. He goes, can we talk about how much, how many times you say bless? I said, I love that word. Please don't take it from me. It's just it's <laughs> Don't so, take it from it's you. It's so fun to say. They come but, to your house and they pull it out with them. <laughs> Rolling Stones are going on tour. That was just announced, which is super cool. We're going to be giving away tickets for it. But I, here's something that's really funny. I thought this was a joke. It's sponsored by AARP. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Yes. Yeah. And if you are an AARP member, you get access to tickets two days early. Wow. That's kind of fun. That's, yeah. I'm just wondering if Mick's going to bounce around the stage like he does. Dude, have you seen him? He yeah, moves like, around quite swiftly. Well, that was after the... The heart surgery. The heart surgery, but he I mean... He still moves around. How old is Mick Jagger? 89. Oh, 96. Oh, wow. yeah. Is he older than Joe Biden? This is where I'm going with oh, this. Oh, no, I don't know. I think so. 
Really? Isn't that funny? Because Joe Biden, it isn't age. Okay, they're they're, all, they're almost the same age. Mick Jagger is 80 and dancing around stage and going on tour. And our president, commander in chief, got has to have his diaper changed before applesauce time at four o'clock. Yeah, he can't even work the staircase <laughs> on the airplane. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about age. I'm telling you, it's it's it's. A combination of senility and dementia. Yeah. Well, I think it's also how you've lived your life, too. Like, I know people... Are you kidding me? Mick Jagger should be dead then. <laughs> I mean, think of those people. He, maybe he just has really good genes. Yeah, that, that plays that into it. That has a lot Absolutely. to do with it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever heard of Christmas tree syndrome? No. It's when you're allergic to real Christmas trees. Seriously? So, there was a woman in Cleveland that bought her first real Christmas tree, and it almost killed her. Wow. And this is the week when many decide to go out and pick up a fresh-cut Christmas tree. But one primal woman has a warning this evening for those who choose real trees. Our senior health correspondent, Monica Robbins, explains what's called Christmas tree syndrome and why we all need to be aware. Angela Presti couldn't wait to decorate her first real Christmas tree with her daughter. But five hours after she brought it home from the tree lot, something felt odd. My face is quite swollen. On this side. Soon she noticed her hands, feet, and tongue swollen too. Oh, God. I felt like I was going to swallow it, but then I couldn't swallow and my throat was closing up. Her dad rushed her to UH Parma, where doctors recognized anaphylactic shock and oh gave my. her epinephrine. Mm -hmm. I never in a million years imagined that a Christmas tree would contain something that could kill me. It's called Christmas tree syndrome, an allergy that's not that uncommon, and the cause is not the tree. What is the cause? It's breathing or skin rashes, and we typically associate it with mold that can be formed with live Christmas trees. Yeah, wow. It's, it's the mold that can grow on the oh. tree if it gets wet, if the tree's wet. Well, yeah, so you're there. allergic to that mold and then when you go to decorate the tree, your skin rubs up against the mold or you breathe oh, it in. Wow. Oh, wow. Dude. Isn't oh. that crazy? I don't remember the last time I had a real tree, to be honest with you. No, I didn't want, yeah, so it's not worth it. I love I the can't smell. take no for an answer as far as that goes. You what? Gotta have a real tree. You're, yeah, I, I I like a real tree, but I have the cats, and it's the the fake tree is like boom, 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 three parts, I, so easy to put together. I just didn't realize. I mean, maybe because I grew up in northern Michigan, and little trees are everywhere. I didn't realize how cheap I had it. Oh yeah, real trees are cheaper Down than fake here, ones. Fake ones are so expensive. It's insane. Did you see that new tree? The the new one that's on TV now. It's like late night TV. It's one handle. The whole tree, like you an go, umbrella, and you go boom, yep. and the whole thing opens with it's lights like an umbrella, and everything. Yeah. Dude, it's awesome. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, we have a three parter in the bedroom. Yeah, I hate that, those that's three parters. Easy. But then no, but then our new big beautiful one. It's not new anymore. It's newish. We've had it for a couple years. It's one of those where you put the thing up, but then each branch has to go on. Oh no! My husband loves. Putting that together. I bet. Oh. And they all, all the branches are bent. You got to bend them right. Oh, you got to fluff it. And yeah, it's you been in the box that. for a year, so it's all compressed. Yep. So it looks like a pipe with some green sticks coming out of it. But I'll tell you what, once you get it all set up, it's one of the most gorgeous trees I've ever had. Is it? It's Ours amazing. got fake snow, the fake one. I like that. Yeah. That's fun too. Um, and speaking of, you know, because it's not only Christmas that's coming up, but Hanukkah is coming up. And I don't know about you, but when I think of Hanukkah, for some reason I always think about Adam Sandler and the Hanukkah song. And did you know that when he wrote that song, I found this interesting because he was on SNL, right? Mm -hmm. And Roseanne Barr was the host that night. So originally they were going to have Roseanne Barr sing the Hanukkah song. Ugh. And she turned it down and said, no, no, Adam wrote this song, let him sing it. And it lost. The Hanukkah song was born. But now they do all these parodies to the Hanukkah song. And since Thanksgiving is tomorrow, I thought maybe we would do one too. Yeah. They love to eat turkey. <laughs> 
2323 turkey. Turkey is good. Stuffing is too. Wish the newspaper had some better news. Really? <laughs> I cook that turkey to perfection, but everybody dreads this next election. <laughs> turkey wishbone, make a wish. I'm so sick of hearing about Taylor Swift. Oh, turkey for lunch and turkey for dinner. Elon Musk ruined Twitter. Oops, I mean X. Eating turkey legs and turkey thighs. Jobs are getting taken by AI. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's turkey with cranberries and gravy. Britney Spears keeps going crazy. Turkey with potatoes and Brussels sprouts. A guy nobody knows is Speaker of the House. Oh, Thanksgiving, I love you. Okay, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestad. Am I right or am I right? I said it yesterday. Now, not only do you know it's always number three, but it's always an animal. It's always an animal getting stuck somewhere. Why, why, why do we got to tell the rules? I mean, well, the, why? Uh, oh, because the, nobody, the, can, the, nobody the, notices the, the obvious. Nah, okay, well, when I put it in the middle, people get it wrong. And that's more work for you, and we can't have that. <laughs> It's more work for you too. Then we got to do the contest again. All I have to do is yell at you. That's all. That's not a lot of work, but okay. Not before the holidays, kids. Can't we get along before the holidays? No, he took my Legos. Holidays are all about fighting with your family. Everyone knows that. So there you go. Sex toys are adding to the amount of dangerous plastic particles in our bodies, scientists say. In a new study, microplastic particles from numerous sources are ingested and absorbed into the bloodstream and can cause metabolic disorders such as. Diabetes. Oh no. No. So your sex toys can cause you to have diabetes. Beetus. 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 No, no. I'm looking at it. It's spelled B-E-T-E-S. Beetus. Beetus. Uh, they can also disrupt immune responses and damage the nervous system as well as reproductive and developmental systems. Now, along with air pollution and uh, they're not gonna say climate change at some point in this paragraph, are they? Because I haven't read forward. No, no, I think they're okay, just safe. Do okay, safe. Okay. Diabetes. Okay, diabetes. But uh, okay. Diabetes. 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 All right. Diabetes. Um, an investigative report here in Florida found that disabled parking meters are being sold online. I'd love to have me one. Diabetes. You'd love to have you one. Okay, then. Uh, it's actually disabled parking permits. Oh. But you know what? I'd love to have me one of those too. Diabetes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Richie Milto was confronted after allegedly selling parking permits online without the required doctor's authorization. He told Florida's Local 10, on your side, uh, the Local 10 team, that he uh, was doing it for a friend. <laughs> really? According to the uh, Instagram page he was on, he openly was selling disabled permits. One post even said, handicapped parking permits available. All you need is a license. Diabetes. Okay. Forgery is punishable by... Diabetes. Five years in prison. 
All right, so uh, this guy is interesting. His name is John Becker. He's a very pissed off. Uh-oh. You see, he took a five-gallon jug. You know those ones with the water here in the hallway? Yeah. One of those bluish five-gallon jug filled with coins, mostly pennies. Oh, like the water cooler yeah. jug? Yeah. Okay. Took it to his bank, and his bank says, no, we can't. First of all, we can't do it with that bottle with the neck because it's too narrow, and it'll take us forever to get the money. It jams up. You ever try to pour so it So does he have to roll them himself and then bring it in? No, I didn't. You know, I'm surprised it didn't, but usually they tell you you have to roll them. No, right. they said they have one of those coin star type counters. Oh, you just dump it all in. But he says it's it's too hard. Somebody can't stand there. Plus, it's very hard to lift. Well, you have to have more than one person. Yeah, he says you're making it very... We don't have that kind of uh, help here in the bank, so... Uh, Empty it out, put it into separate buckets, and bring it back. But he's not having it. Thousand of them right here. John Becker leads me to his bedroom closet where a five-gallon jug full of pennies sits. My wife saves them. He estimates there's $300 worth of pennies in there. It's an educated guess because they once deposited a jug just like it. Now, we've got another jug full that she's been saving over 10 years. And now the bank won't take them. John says he banks at Border Bank near his home in Coon Rapids. What are we going to do with them? It's 300 pounds in there, and uh, we can't use them for a boat anchor because they stole my boat. The branch president. <laughs> 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 Who stole his bad boat? <laughs> Who would use pennies for a boat anchor anyway? Well, they're, they're, I guess Darren Coon Rapids, they don't have a store that sells anchors, so they got to use penny bottles. The branch president told us they gladly accept loose coins, but not like that, because one, it would be too heavy to lift, and two, the coins will get jammed in the neck of the container. All right, let's see if he has anything else to say. Oh, if God. the customer can move the coins to smaller buckets without a neck, we'd be happy to process. Whatever he decides to do, John isn't stopping. They're everywhere. I'm starting to see pennies all over the ground, and I pick them up for my wife because she likes to save them. Aww. I mean, I feel the guy's pain. The banks do less and less for you. I told you that story how I went there, and I was like, yeah, can I get some quarters? Back when I used to go to the laundromat, and they're like, oh, sorry, we can only give you two rolls. I'm like, you're the bank. I'm like, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, maybe go to Publix or 7-Eleven. Like, you're telling me to go to, you're the bank. You have, you have the coin. I agree like, with you. And then I'll get like a Canadian ones or they'll roll like a nickel in there or something. And I can't use those. So I go back and I'm like, hey, these were in the thing. Oh, yeah, we don't even look at them. So people just give us the rolls and we just give those out. Oh, great. I'm like, you don't even count? So I could just get quarter-sized washers, put a real quarter on either end and just start turning those in? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fraud. Then I'm the like, fed. well. <laughs> wow. Why, why, why do they do that? They're like, yo, we can't count the coins. Sorry. It's like, that's your only job is to count my money. <laughs> like, no, no, because we have to be heavy. We have to lift it and then, like, count them. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Finally, cute pandas will save the city's economy in Aww. New York City and ease tensions between the United States and China. Local billionaire John Castamatis uh, declared during a bizarre press conference on Tuesday, New York is in deep doo-doo right now, as you know, financially. They said they need tourism. Well, it would be good if it was safe to walk around New York. Maybe more yeah. people would come. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe try, you might want to work on that. Try to get rid of the pee smell. People might come there. Oh, yeah. The uh, he says, we need more tourism. We need people to come to New York. Castamatis uh, told reporters at the Midtown office, who doesn't love pandas? Everybody loves pandas. They're beautiful. Castamatis, who wore a tie featuring illustrations of panda, he claimed he himself made, 
But then, after a call uh, from China demanding the three pandas be returned from the National Zoo in Washington, he did not know which zoo... What? He didn't know which zoo could house the pandas, but offered to pay for a pavilion to be built for the cuddly creatures. He said if they were in Central Park, people would visit them every day. Really? On their way to poop under a bridge? What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, uh, he says he has, he claims he has the support of Mayor Adams. I'm sure Mayor Adams doesn't give a rip, but hey. No, I've already paid for him. I gave him $100,000 with doing my panda thing. Yeah. Um, the Chinese consulate never responded to their inquiry if this was true or not. But uh, they are going to return some pandas to us, though, China. Oh, gee, thanks. Yeah, Where are we putting them? We're putting them back in Washington where uh, the other pandas were that they just asked to have back. Okay. So I guess the visit in San Francisco went well, and now they're going to send us pandas again. You except oh, you these passed. Them, they'll probably have nuclear devices in their bellies, Maybe. but you never know. Spy we pandas. love our home. But something's missing. Maybe a panda. <laughs> At Enterprise Rent-A-Panda, we'll loan you the panda that will make your house a home. Enterprise Rent-A-Panda is great. There were so many ways to customize the panda we wanted with their Pick Your Panda tool. The app is so intuitive and easy to use and we'll even trade your old dirty panda for a new panda no questions asked Ooh, our new panda's here i'll wake up the old panda and tell him to hit the bricks <laughs> enterprise rent a panda let us loan you a panda today rick stacy morning show with jill and smokestack i'm sorry for whoever thought they could ruin thanksgiving on 105.9 sunny fm Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. All right, here we go. First clip. Uh, this is a guy who's a forensic specialist, and uh, he has some comments about the George Floyd case, which uh, we found out two weeks ago as the, the, tox, the, toxicity. Toxico- the toxicity or toxicology report came out and figured out that he died of fentanyl. By the way, I read more of that report. It's boring. It's just excruciatingly boring. When you start reading it, uh, you find out a lot of stuff. He had no injury to any part of his neck, to any of mm-hmm. anywhere that would constrict his breathing in any way. And the determination was that uh, Chauvin did not kill George Floyd. Of course, wow. there's some people you'll never get that through their thick heads, but that it was all the fentanyl. Because uh, he was he had a, he had overdosed to the point where anybody else would be dead, but he was such a big guy, I guess. Yeah. Wasn't he already saying he couldn't breathe when he was standing up? When he was standing up, when they put him in the back seat of the police car, he was saying he couldn't breathe. That all happened. But mm-hmm. the truth on this one, I don't think will ever ever take foot because it's just you know the narrative was so strong and it was by the media that lies to us continuously. But here's the forensic specialist. Well, I was serving in the military. My background is forensics. I know how to read autopsy reports. I even filled a lot of reports, and if finally came to truth about George Floyd's death, drug overdose. He didn't die by asphyxiation or strangulation by the police department of Minneapolis. And the sad thing about it is, Keith Ellison and a prosecutor and a lot of the Democrats knew that was a lie. But they pushed that lie, which destroyed cities across the nation, everywhere. A lot of people lost their lives, a lot lost businesses. And then a lot of the cities start promoting defund the police. Now, what's happening in Minneapolis and St. Paul, happening in Baltimore, 
just everywhere. Democrats have been destroying our country ever since they lost the Civil War. And y'all people keep voting for them. They don't care nothing about you. They rather take a dumb, stupid person like George Floyd and push their agenda to destroy your own community. And why their destruction? Well, we talked to uh, Dan Bongino, who went a little nuts on the air the other day. Nothing you can tell these people that is going to have them publicly change their mind and admit Biden is their corrupt oatmeal god. You understand that, right? Why? Because the Democrat Party, about a good 30, 40 percent of it right now, is downright evil. They want the country destroyed. You understand that? This is all being done on purpose. None of this shit is by accident. All of it is on purpose. Biden and the Democrats are destroying the country on purpose. Stop asking the question, why would they do this? It doesn't make sense. It does make sense. Why would they open the borders? Because they want to destroy the country. Why would they create an inflation crisis, destroying American wallets and bank accounts, home values, everything? Because they want to. Destruction is the agenda. Yep, and you know, Bill O'Reilly did an interview with the, uh, with, uh, Taller Musk. Uh, <laughs> Who's that? No, no, I got Elon Musk confused oh, with Tucker with Carlson. Carlson. <laughs> Taller Musk. Like, who is this Taller guy? I never Musk. heard of him. I feel dumb. He had an interview with, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that guy, Bill O'Reilly. He talks about the very same thing. Of course, he does it in a more dignified news kind of way because that's mm. Bill O'Reilly. We're in the age of disorder now. America has entered the age of disorder. And it's because of the progressive movement. President Biden, in my opinion, is diminished mentally. Yes. Doesn't know what he's really doing from day to day. And you can see that the progressives like that because the people who control him inside the White House can tell him anything and he'll do it. So this open border policy, which is insane, literally insane, okay? This has led to massive death with the fentanyl problem, destruction of cities like El Paso, both cities evaporated, chaos in New York, we've got uh, buses of migrants being attacked by citizens who don't wanna move in into their neighborhoods. There isn't anything good about this. And immigration law says this should not be happening, but Biden won't enforce the law because the progressives don't. Age of disorder. Black Lives Matter, no police, nobody's punished for crimes, tax people up to here so they don't have any assets. The more money you take from people, the less power they have. And the progressives want to run everything, including telling your children what to think when they're five years old. And most Americans don't get it because the press is working with the progressive movement and suppresses all this. Yep, bingo. And finally, This is kind of like United States versus reality. This is so typical right now. I mean, it's just like we think this is normal, the way we live and Mm -hmm. the way we go to a grocery store and everything we need is there. And, you know, people bring stuff to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, you know, we are able to move around freely. You know, like tonight you can go out if you want. Uh Be careful tonight. Tonight's the drunkiest night of the year, by the way. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, it's the concerns we have as opposed to concerns other people have across the world. And this is a great um, story. Comedian Michael Costa on what's important. Listen to this one. Mr. Steele, do you want to make any comments? Oh, wait, that's not it. I'm sorry. Got to go to the other screen. Oh, technology. 
Call me crazy if you want, but I've never liked store-bought pesto. Wow, that's really crazy, Susie. Did you know that in 1912, former President Teddy Roosevelt was getting ready to give a speech in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and a bar owner tried to kill him and shot him in the chest? And Teddy Roosevelt, who was an avid hunter, concluded that because he wasn't coughing up blood, he was okay. So he still gave his speech to his supporters with a bullet lodged in his chest. And he started the speech by saying, friends, you may not know this, but I've been shot. It'll take more than that to kill a bull moose, referring to the party he represented. Did you know that later doctors analyzed his body and concluded that it would be safer for him to keep the bullet in his chest than to try to remove it? So for the rest of his life, he walked around with the assassination attempts bullet lodged in his body. Whoa. But that's crazy. You don't like store-bought pesto. <laughs> I'll be crazy if you want, but I've never liked store-bought pesto. <laughs> oh, boy. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet. But he finds something strange and new each day. All right, according to NBC News National Poll, 52% of American voters say they or someone in their household owns a gun. Mm. That number is up from 2019 when 46% of Americans say there was a gun in the house. And 2013, the share was 42%. Gun ownership has gone up among Republicans, Democrats, women, and mostly black women. Mm. Republicans going from 64 to 66% who say they own a gun, and Democrats jumping from 8 points to 30 33 percent. Wow, that's a huge jump. And they're the ones that want to take them away from you as long as they get to keep theirs. Okay. Mm -hmm. of those poll numbers, 48 percent say they're concerned that the government won't do enough to regulate firearms. Oh, really? While 47 percent think the government will go too far. They already have. Yeah. But the minute uh, you start handing out the stuff that we're not allowed to have to the Taliban, I'm sorry. I'm done with that. And then we have the guy, and we read you the story. This guy's from the Bronx. He moved to, no, from Brooklyn. He moved to Los Angeles. Has a, has a successful business in Los Angeles. Has a nice, modest home. They make it sound, they call it a luxurious home in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Okay, a, an outhouse that's broken because <laughs> they haven't cleaned it out, and then the hole is buried, it's got dirt in it now, is $2 million. His house Damn. is $2 million. That's he comes home, there's a hallway near his front door, so you can't see from either side, which is perfect for these two guys to just jump the fence in black gear, black masks, and guns. They approach him from behind at his door. Inside is his five-month-old baby and his mm-hmm. wife. He sees them, turns around, quick thinking, throws the hot tea he had in his hand in one of their faces. They start running. He starts shooting. The cops show up. And they suspend his concealed carry permit. But that blows my mind. Uh How? That's what we're living under, especially in California. So when you go vote for Gavin Newsom when he starts, when you actually realize he's the one who's going to be running for the Democrats, Mm -hmm. remember that. Because that's the way he operates in California. Absolutely. In France, at one point, this is about two years ago, the president of France says, you are not allowed to defend yourself with a gun. I remember that. Yeah, Yeah, uh, that's not how that works, though. And this is a subject that you maybe feel more strongly about than any other. I believe that a Make your case. The Second Amendment is so obvious to me, it's it's insane that there's an argument. Let's pretend there is no document. I don't need a document, and I don't need another man to explain to me that I have the right to defend my gift of life. And that there is an argument in America from Hillary Clinton from Barbara Boxer, Diane Feinstein, from a whole gaggle 
of numbnuts who would try to tell me they will dictate where, how, and if I can defend myself. I find that preposterous. I find it unacceptable, and I will not accept it. I am a free man. Don't tread on me. In Washington, Speaker Johnson has begun the release of 40,000 hours of January 6th footage, which will completely, I mean, it'll overturn the story you've been told for how many years now? That this this was an attempted coup. This was an insurrection. Okay, if you've ever seen a real insurrection in other countries, they come dressed in military gear. They have automatic rifles. uh, They run in there. They put guns at people's head, maybe shoot a few on the way in. And then you'll see them on TV and they'll take a hostage like Nancy Pelosi, whoever the deem the leader is. And she'll read a statement that says, they're here as friends. We're being liberated. Do whatever you know, they say. Right. <laughs> well, they have a gun to her head. That's an insurrection. And by the way, in a real insurrection, not only are they armed, they don't leave as soon as it's over. They don't just go, oh, yeah, it was fun. Okay, see you later. Bye. Yeah, in a real insurrection, you know, people like this one that happened January 6th here, supposedly, uh, people who are the insurrectionists don't wear Trump hats and then go to a back room with, with their handcuffs on and have the people who are defending against the insurrection take their handcuffs off and fist bump them as they walk away. Mm-hmm. Accurate, yes. So 40,000 hours of footage is being released and you'll get to see it. Well, thanks to the new House Speaker Mike Johnson, video from inside the Capitol building was just released almost three years later, showing what many who attended the protests have been contending all along that not only were the Capitol doors more open than Hunter's nose on a Saturday night, (laughs) but in many cases, the Capitol Police either escorted the protesters in like ushers at a wedding or stood by without objecting. I may not support riots, but I do support the truth, and we have the right to hear the whole story, especially when many of the protesters were veterans and average citizens who just wanted their voices heard and who've been prosecuted like they were Hamas. Actually, worse than if they were Hamas, because no one's defending the Jan Sixers on campus. Just look at who was selected for the so-called select committee. You couldn't get a worse roster if you combined CNN's lineup with the cast of Saved by the Bell. (laughs) (laughs) What's now clear is that any video that didn't fit the committee's narrative was ditched like one of Joe Biden's grandkids. Oh. Oh. Wow. Damn. Yeah. may be good news for some of you. Employees don't value college degrees the way they used to. As a matter of fact, now after what you've seen across the country in our universities, a lot of people just won't hire them based on that. Recent survey data shows that disdain is being had and uh, restored appreciation for blue-collar workers is rising. And they'll say, some people will say they will hire a blue-collar worker to do a white-collar job and train them rather than hire an Ivy League school graduate. The study known as the Freedom Economy Index, a joint project of Job Recruiting Service, Red Balloon, and Public Square surveyed 70,000 people and 70,000 small businesses uh, October 25th and October 30th across the country. Big survey. See, I know a bunch of people applying for jobs right now, and that's not the case. They want the, they're told in an email, we can't even look at your stuff without you having a degree. Well, good luck with that. That's why your business yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, it's... It's tough because I know a lot of stupid people that went to college. And I'm like, wait, how do you have a job here? I went to school and did the thing, but... Yeah, but did you learn anything or are you just good at going to school? Do we have to play the crybaby on our way to work? 
my gosh, that has to yes. finally. She got out of college and she has a nine to five job. She's like, <laughs> you have it's to play. So hard. You have to. I don't. I don't know. Oh, oh, Rick's have... like, you're gonna make me do work today. No, I just don't know where it is. What, That's fine. What's, what's it called? It. Do you remember what it was called? I don't know. Oh you've, come you, on! You probably have a hundred things labeled crybaby. That's why I don't. Was it just cry or crybaby? I, I'm not on that side. I can't see what you label things. So no, I see you what he can do things. it. You can do it. There's one thing the history of evolution has taught us. It's that life will not be contained. Life uh, uh, finds uh. a way. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm getting the big beach ball. Let's see. Cry. TikTok crier. Is that it? No. Maybe. I don't think it's that one. No, this can't be it. This may be really random, but I'd love to pay for your food shop today. No, that's not no, it. No, that's not it. Ah. <sighs> Uh, no. Oh, there's more. They're all popping up now. I got another crybaby. This one's a good one. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get home. <laughs> I have nothing here. That's the uh, that's the guy that's stuck at the airport. That's your favorite one, Smoke, isn't it? He's from like eight years ago at like some, you know, storm at OIA and it was the holidays and he couldn't get home and I have nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to be able to get home. I have nothing here. That was a long time. That was OIA, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. By the way, you need some money? Don't have a college degree? You can get $44 million. Just have a winning lottery ticket. There's uh, <gasps> that much money that remains in all the giveaways of lottery winners. Wait, what? Cor- according to the Florida Lottie, the winning quick pick ticket was purchased from Sunoco in 20, uh, at 2655 North Orange Blossom Trail. Uh, this is June 14th. Uh, let me see here. Um, blah, 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 blah. Florida Lottery officials announced that... What is this? Lotto officials say 44 million lotto tickets sold in Central Florida remains unclaimed. Oh, okay. Oh, so these are people that won but never claimed never, their tickets. Never stuff. picked up their tickets. The deadline to claim your prize is December 11th at midnight. FYI, uh, Mega Millions is up to 300 million if Jeez. you want to get that. And Powerball, which is tonight, is 313 million. And Mega is $308 million. That one's Friday. Wow. Well, according to Florida Lottery officials, state law requires that 80% of unclaimed prize funds from expired tickets be transferred directly to the Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. What's that? That's the thing that never really does anything from the schools that I have. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the trust fund where we, a portion of our winnings gets donated. Oh. I'm bringing turkey back. Thanksgiving's here and now's the time to act. Along with some potatoes that are mashed. Then from the trip to fan, we all will crash. I think most people know this. The reason you sleep after you have a turkey meal is because the turkey bird contains an exorbitant amount of amino acid tryptophan. And that's what yes. makes you sleepy. Where does that come from? Does the chicken secrete, uh, chickens, turkey turkeys secrete too. that? No, I think it's um, because it's, uh, amino acids are very small. It's in a lot of stuff. Right. Like, uh, it's not just turkey. What else? I think it's what, in oats, it's in bananas, dried Soybeans prunes, have a lot. I think edamame is just like filled with it. Tuna, cheese, bread, turkey, peanuts, chocolate. Everything's got it. Right. Well, there's a new item on the shelves, by the way. I don't know if they're out of them by now. I bet they are because they're probably in big demand. If you uh, have people that you're going to have turkey, even if it's in your family, you're mm-hmm. going to have turkey with and you just don't want to hear them anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Grandpa oh, gets up yeah. there or to get some kid. This, you know, you're going to get one of these kids to come back from college and he's going to teach everybody what the world's really all oh, about. Or he's yeah. going to sit there with his hair over his eye and be like, nobody understands me. Right, right. <laughs> so you can get these new partitions. They're pretty handy. It's almost Thanksgiving and that means tons of food and hanging out with your annoying family. Keep them from 
getting on your nerves with the Thanksgiving dinner partition. The portable stainless steel barrier that separates you from your annoying relatives. That chatterbox cousin that you're seated next to. The judgmental looks from your father-in-law. The sister that won't stop talking about how successful she is. They'll never know you're there as you enjoy your dinner in peace. The Thanksgiving dinner partition. Taking the family out of Thanksgiving just the way you want it. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. How come you get club music and I get, you know, no, no, I just four push the button. Sheet. Okay, all right. You want something else? <laughs> yeah, I dig that. That's, that's good. Okay. All right. Come done. Now, <laughs> you're going to dance for a little bit. That's fine. Dance while I tell you this story about this mother that, well, can't tell if she's a very good mother or not. Here's how the story starts off. My toddler drinks six cans of soda a day, and I have no control over his diet. Sure you do. Wait, but you're the parent, aren't you? Yeah, that was my question. You would think also when you eat out, that's like, <clears throat> smoke, behave yourself. I didn't see anything. Fast food restaurants, they are uh, a treat. They're not meant to be your meal daily, every day. What do you mean? So for some families, they'll go, okay, well, on Fridays, on the way home from this, we'll go get McDonald's, but... You know, a, a fast food diet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day is probably not the healthiest, depending on the choices you're making. Right. What are you talking about? So this woman says uh, she has long work hours, and she has a family of five, and they all live on takeout food, typically eating it five times a week. They'll eat fish and chips, pizza, nuggets, burgers, anything the kids want, including her toddler, Cuba. He likes McDonald's, KFC. Um, she said he likes pizza, also his chips with plenty of salt, and he is not very healthy and he has no self-control. She said he raids the pantry and the cupboards looking for a snack, sometimes up to 30 times a day, helps himself, and I have no control over what he eats. When he's not eating junk food, he's washing it down with cola, sometimes consuming a whopping six cans a day. This was a documentary. Cola. Yeah, that says he eats over 3,200 calories a day, which is 700 more than the recommended amount for a fully grown man, and this is a toddler. And it's a bunch of crap he's eating, too. A bunch of crap. And she's like, well, I don't know what to do. If I try to give him anything else, he spits it out on the floor. That's where an ass whooping comes in. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I would never say that, but because it is You did hard. say it. Uh, it's it's hard to get kids to eat if you're trying to get them to eat super healthy, so maybe start baby steps. She did change his diet a little bit. She said we did cut back to five cans to two <laughs> days a week with the fast food, and his behavior is better. Sometimes when you put all that processed in the kids and the sugar and the salt, you'll notice that they're kind of erratic. When he gets like this, I just don't know how to make him stop. Have you ever tried beating his ass? <laughs> It's, I mean, I still, to this day, I try, I try to hide it and things. Elliot will eat all the fruits in the world. He'll eat every fruit, but he just doesn't like vegetables, and which is weird for me because that's all I eat. Neither does Rick. Neither does my no, husband. No, I like vegetables. I don't like fruits. I mean, I like oranges. That's it. Oh, okay. You want to go inside the poshest, most bougie McDonald's in the world? They sell lobster. Mm, but wow. it calls. It's in Maine. It's dubbed the fanciest McDonald's on the planet. And basically, they took an old house and they turned it into a McDonald's. It's a ritzy restaurant. It's waterfront in Freeport. 
Um, there's no golden arches on the outside. It doesn't even look like a McDonald's. It's a Victorian-style mansion built by a local merchant back in 1850, and then they transformed the inside into a McDonald's. So you will walk in and have the hardwood floors and kind of the, the fancy chairs and the fireplace, and then you'll have a table and chairs of four so people can come in and sit down. But the front of it looks like a normal McDonald's, but where you go sit kind of looks like you're in Grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Is huh. Yeah, there's I didn't realize there were 40,000 McDonald's around the world. And they're saying this this one has lobster roll sandwiches. It's in Maine, so I guess they have oh. access to a lot. But they have one of those, um, what do you call those things when you're doing a promotion for something? Uh, it's like a, a promotional long, item. No, it's like a big banner that stands up in front of the oh, door. Uh, a step and repeat. And it's got the big <laughs> what? lobster roll on it. And right. it's only $8.99, which I think is cheap for lobster, wouldn't you think? Well, is it real lobster? Well, is it's in it Maine, imi- I would think so. Imitation lobster. Well, I don't know how many, how easily they have access to imitation lobster in Maine. I would think real lobster would be easier for them up there, yeah? You'd think. There's no way for $8 you get any lobster in there. It's probably like yeah. lobster-like. It's the same stuff that the McNuggets are made out of, except it's... Yeah, it's that familiar pink goo. And it's painted on the outside with a little spray paint, that red stuff, you know, the part of the lobster uh, that's orange. Is it like crab with a K? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order, please? Would you like fries with that? How about the <laughs> All right, let's see if you guys would go up in this. Uh, There's a cloud-scraping pillar, is what they're calling it. Uh, Basically, the world's tallest wooden skyscraper is set to go up in Western Australia. Why would you do that? That sounds like a bad idea. It's called the C6, and it's going to be composed... Because you're seasick? Yeah. uh, A hybrid of materials, 42% of which is going to be timber, and the core of which will be reinforced concrete. Uh, the oh. current title holder for the tallest wooden tower is in Wisconsin. It is 284 feet. It's 25 stories. It's called the Ascent Building. Um, that is less than half of what the C6 is going to be. It's going to be 627 feet. That's a lot. And it's going to be 50 stories. But the load-bearing walls are made of concrete and rebar, so it's not really a wooden structure. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, yeah. boy. Um, so... Have you guys seen this story about Ozzy Osbourne? So Ozzy, Rick and I were talking the other day. I don't know if it's Sharon and Kelly or just Sharon that's on Ozempic, but they're both so incredibly skinny. Oh, yeah. You were commenting on her Well, uh, she said she is. Uh, Sharon's yeah. on Ozempic. And then uh, they talked, TMZ had her where she's walking down the street. She looks horrible. Yeah, and Kelly's super, super skinny too, as well. Oof. So, um, Ozzy Osbourne was on a family, he, they have a family podcast. It's him and Jack and Kelly and Sharon. And he's 74 years old, by the way. And he's been on antidepressants lately. And he's with, on the podcast. I guess he was grossing his kids out because no kid likes to hear about their parents having sex. And he was saying, it kills my sex drive. The antidepressants do. Um he said, and Kelly's like, oh, please, for F's sake, can we not talk about your sex drive? And then. Sharon started talking about how he used to want to have sex three times a day, which is excessive, I feel. Three times a day? And you said it was probably because of the drugs back in the day, right? Oh, the Coke? Yeah. And so she said he scaled way back now. To two times a day. And then yesterday, though, do you remember, yesterday we were talking about Sharon turning a blind eye, is what she said, to when he would sleep with all of his groupies? Well, that was trying to talk to me. And she was fine with that, but didn't he cheat on her back in 2016? I was my, my hairdresser. Yeah, with the hairdresser. Was it the hairdresser? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> 
and she forgave him for that. But I just thought it was so strange that, yeah, antidepressants put a damper on his sex life for a guy that used to have it three times a day. But there's a cure for it. Hello, it's Ozzy Osbourne, and this is the Ace of Getting Things Diamond Album. So you need a pill that works when you're ready. That's why there's Ozzy Alice. Ozzy is always in the mood, thanks to Ozzy Alice. That's right, Sharon! So, how's it work? Well, you take the pill, and it makes you my baby. Um, huh? Please, what does this pill do? It makes your privacy happen with your bedroom and you get your bedroom. It sure does. Ask your doctor if Ozzyalis is right for you. I will once you tell me what it... Side effects of Ozzyalis include all the Azure and Avnova. Oh, and their Avnova is really bad. What's bad? I just told you, it's our device here. He couldn't have been clearer. Oh, come on. Ozzyalis, try it today with you. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> well, what you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyone? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Okay, so, um, I don't know. You be the judge on this one. So, this lady goes on a flight, Minneapolis. She's sitting on a subsidiary of Delta Airlines. She's suing them right now. Oh. Next to her is this other woman, and uh, she's, well, she's a pilot, but she doesn't know that. So, uh, they're sitting next to each other, and this woman is consuming copious amounts of wine out of a can. Okay. She's on her fourth can of wine. Damn. And she turns around and rams her tongue down the woman next to her. Whoa. She touched my face and then she kissed me on the mouth. Yeah, she sounds happy. Um, yeah, so of course that really upset her. And then she called the flight attendants and they did nothing. As it turns out, the woman was an off-duty employee of a Delta subsidiary. A pilot, Ellison says she told her. And after Ellison reported what was happening to a flight attendant, instead of seating her somewhere else, Ellison says the flight attendant served the woman a fifth can of wine. <laughs> Here's some more booze. Shut up. Shut up. Touching people. <laughs> You can't leave on an airplane. And so if you're being assaulted, you really are completely dependent on the crew doing the right thing. And they didn't. And then they continued to not do the right thing. Okay. I don't know. You see, I would normally be on her side. I know you don't like her voice. Well, that's one thing. But this is the whole... I don't know. Well, let's change the scenario for a second. If that was a dude that crammed his tongue around down a female's mouth, something probably would have been done about it. Totally. And they wouldn't be able to reattach him. Yeah. But it's likewise. This is another woman. I mean, do, don't you have any? I mean, isn't your first response to just, I don't know. Well, I say this all the time. When people go to assault you, why isn't your first reaction to, to like. fight back. Right. But then knowing the way the world is today, she would probably get in trouble for assaulting a pilot. Yeah, but you have to do what you have to do. I understand. I and agree then, with you. And then they're deboarding or debarking the plane, and this happens. She groped my butt, and oh. I had to turn to her and said, we are not doing that. You see, this, this, uh, yeah, who does that? That's we're not gentle. doing that? What are you, some kind of kindergarten teacher? Yeah, you break their wrist. Sue Something. No, like if someone grabs your butt, you turn around, you push them, so then the rest of the plane falls down like dominoes all the way to the back of the plane. Right. Unbelievable. So anyway, the pilot, the female pilot, was charged with fifth-degree criminal sexual conduct. Whoa, now that's five, I've never heard of that. How many five, degrees are there? Right. Well, obviously, there's more than one or two because she's a fifth-degree sexual conduct. I think that's pun- punishable by no more wine. <laughs> uh, prosecutor dropped a sex charge, but the woman pleaded guilty to dis- disorderly conduct, admitted to physical contact, and the case was dropped. Wow. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'd be appealing. Yeah, the whole thing is just so... She touched my face, and then she kissed me on the mouth. 
Okay. And then she grabbed my butt and I said, we're not doing that today. It's not in the mm-hmm. calendar. That's too calm. Don't you think that's too that, calm? No, the whole thing is bothersome. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just start whomping on somebody. Do it again. I'll take that sixth can of wine and shove it down your throat. There you go. Exactly. Be creative. Let take it matters into your own hands. Sparkling water company Aurora Bora, Aurora Bora, <laughs> known for its quirky flavors, has brought back green bean casserole sparkling water. Oh, ew. What? Why? Debuted why? last year. Has a sweet, earthy, and buttery flavor. What is wrong with you? I don't know. Just in time you for can't Thanksgiving. You just have water? Sparkling water should only be just numerous citrus flavors. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's just there to help you choke down the green bean casserole by itself. You don't want water to be flavored like that. That's double bad. Am I the only person that loves green bean casserole? Yes. Yes. <sighs> Do you like fruitcake? Depends. Okay. I like the panettone. Is that the same with no, the dried no, fruit no. in it? No. Uh, no, not, no. Mm-mm. Okay. Fruitcake's like some kind of like thing you find. You know when they do those uh, cord drillings in the Arctic and they bring them up? That's fruitcake. <laughs> have you ever seen fruitcake in a can? No. Yeah, they have it in a can. Gross. This is all gelatin. Right next to the gefilte fish. <laughs> oh. All right. So um, a new discovery about certain bats, and it was discovered in the attic of a church. This one guy said he solved one of human nature's, or human nature, of nature's problems of figuring out how these bats have sex. Because the serotine bat uh, has the largest, see now you're going to make me, you gave me the story, now i got to figure out the, how to tell it without saying Uh-oh. any things that would, you know, uh, get us fined. Um, <laughs> how the bat reproduces without actually... Doing doing the thing, you know the sign with the finger. Would you roll one? Yeah, finger he doesn't. Yeah. Without uh, without the. So they've done uh, all these studies, but it took this guy in a church to figure it out. Now bats have the church. biggest wanker compared to body size of uh, any other. Yeah, of any other animal. Really huge, but they don't do what you're supposed to do when you have you know um, reproductive sex. That's what she said. <laughs> Instead, they take their enormous, massive. Wanker, and it's by the way, it's seven times longer than the bat itself. And they got license for that thing, buddy. And they don't put it where you would think they'd put it. They kind of like put it around the other bat. That's yeah. what she said. Like, like you're hugging. Oh, so Wait, is it, so to, is it just, for privacy? No, it's like a boa. That's their way of reproducing. Oh, so it's like a. So they take that thing. It's like it's like a garden hose, and you wrap and they it around. They wrap it around you. They wrap it around you like a like a shawl, or you know. That's interesting. This guy went in the attic and watched it happen and discovered how they do it. He did has no. Co- si- did, were the cops called? <laughs> he has no scientific training, and he exposed this uh, to CBS News. They called the scientists. <laughs> Wait, who were so trying- this guy's not a scientist. I just happened to be in the church filming some bad sex, and I figured no. you guys want to see. He read the story about this problem that scientists were trying to solve in the laboratory, and they couldn't the figure it out. Solve. I'll do it. So he just went up into an attic where he knew he had these serotine bats, and that he were sat there. Right, and he sat there and watched how it that's actually weird. happened. Did he smoke a cigar? Because that's odd. Yeah, he called, <laughs> called CBS <laughs> News. CBS News told the scientists, and now uh, all of a sudden he's a big scientist. He's not though. <laughs> yeah. So wow. Yeah, that's something there. Just sounds right place, right time. Uh, yeah. Seven times bigger than the bat itself. That's crazy. Call Commissioner Gordon. Those bats go 30, 60, 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I like that. It smells like a trap. Wow. 
All right. And finally, jellyfish, those gross, gelatinous Ugh. goo you find on New Smyrna Beach sometime during the year, uh, associated with stings and itch and having to pee on your foot. Oh, wow. yeah, because what is it, the ammonia in your pee that kills the Yeah, it makes it not hurt. Whatever? So they actually make uh, nutritious meals. Jellyfish? Yeah, they have surprising health benefits. They've been a delicacy in various cuisines for centuries. While not a traditional protein source, jellyfish are rich in collagen, a vital protein supporting skin elasticity. Mm-hmm. So would you put? how can we don't put jellyfish oil in our face or something like that? I don't know. Can you make a marmalade out of them, or what is it? <laughs> I don't know. It's good for joint health and tissue repair. But can you just take regular collagen instead of eating a jellyfish? Uh, well, I don't know. It's not as Unless good Unless you want it from the natural source. The collagen in the jellyfish is a key component to sustaining a youthful-looking skin and aiding in wound healing. Mm. These marine creatures boast a low-calorie and low-fat profile, making them an appealing choice for individuals seeking a nutritious yet lean dietary option. Do you like gelatinous blobs from the ocean? <laughs> Nutrablob. Give them a call today. <laughs> Nutrablob. All right. And that's a turkey song, so that's not going to work. Where's the jellyfish song? I demand a jellyfish song. I was promised oh, a jellyfish come song. On. And I'm not leaving till I get it. Is there a jellyfish song? No, it's a bit, but it's not a song. I was just trying to. Was there a jellyfish bit? Yes. Yeah, what? Yeah, there should be one in, in, the, in the thing with a thing. Oh, yeah. I told you what you put in front of Juan Burgundy, he reads off the prompter. <laughs> How many times do I got to tell you that? Can we just go home and eat now? Do no, I really have to? We got a whole nother hour. You got to wait a little bit. Uh. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Oh, I did it! I cooked a turkey! On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 